And we're recording. I think so. We are. Um, everybody knows Rob Anton. He's been on this Yo. podcast a million times. But I'm trying to. I don't want. I'm gonna break that if I try to brute force it. I don't think a microphone is something yeah, to yeah. use brute force on. I, I mean, I think you're in a good position. There. I can hear you clear. You can. Okay. Yeah. I. I just like I was yeah, yeah, yeah. tightening good, everything good. the other day, and I've somehow got this thing. This thing's supposed to kind of like pivot like that, but it's not, and I don't want to just grab it and twist. Because that's normally what I do when shit's stuck, but I don't think a delicate microphone is necessarily the uh, the thing to do that with. So, um, yeah, microphones hitting the ground or hitting anything hard. Is yeah, it's not good. Adverse um, to the microphone's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Um, so we were texting, and I think I told you, and this happens a lot whenever I have uh, guests, and we'll like we're talking off the podcast. They'll start telling me an interesting story, and I'll be like, save that. Save it for the podcast. And the reason is is because I want myself to have legitimate reactions, you know? Sure, sure. Not like, and not like those shitty YouTube channels. Like, watch me react to, you know, yeah, like, no, those are kill yourself. Right, right, right. right, right, right but right. Um, you, who I would argue that I probably – I know you better than probably 99% of podcast guests for all the new listeners. Rob was a very close friend of my oldest brother who's not with us anymore. But you started telling me a story I had never heard. We were texting and you're like, yeah, did I tell you about the time when I was like, like detained by the Department of Homeland Security? And I was like, what? And yeah. mind you, Rob was like episode number four, I think. And we are now on 322. And Rob was like, yeah, I was. And I was like, that's an episode. And so with that introduction, I'm going to shut the fuck up. And Rob, please regale like, me. Like, it, it is and it isn't a story. It, I think it's more of a time and a place. Yeah. So, okay. So let me say you say, set the stage. Okay. I'd already been, uh, been at school in Georgia for one year. But I went to Chambly High first. I didn't go. I didn't start at Pius. For everyone that does know, Rob moved from Canada down to Georgia. Yes, yes, because I was expelled from my high school in up in Canada. I didn't know that. <laughs> my father sent me away to yeah. straighten me out into Georgia, um, where he yeah. met my, he where he met my older brother. Sorry, I'll shut up. Exactly. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. You can yeah. fill in the blanks. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I'd already been there for a year, um, and in the previous, like before summer vacation, I had. Uh, gone through interviews for like 12 different schools in, in the Atlanta area uh, to continue going to high school. That's how I ended up with Pius, basically. It was like one of five, and it's the one I felt most comfortable at that I got accepted to. Yeah. So um, I ended up with Pius. It was like really, really random, you know what I mean? Um, and I was raised Catholic, so it was easy for me to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. bing bang they like called yeah. up the priest yeah he's this guy baptized yeah okay yeah, right, he's right. good trust we'll me him. he, he we'll gets him. the yeah he gets the yes so, that was kind of my pass in <laughs> if you will he's one of the um, family yeah exactly um but uh this is like a year so that had happened but 9-11 it just happened like just the past september yeah um and things changed completely uh, like the way visas were processed, the way like everything changed, uh, the way you traveled, it, it all just changed in a very short period of time. Not everybody, I think, like remembers this, or like a lot of people were young and didn't necessarily travel at that age. I traveled at an abnormally young age, like yeah. internationally, so it was yeah. like kind of weird. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, uh, on my way back, I guess um, my parents had been kind of dragging their heels, getting the paperwork, like actually picking the paperwork up for my visa. I get it already processed. I was already ready, ready. Um, but so we didn't have the paperwork and I was already like, like school was about to start. It was like the Friday school to started Monday or something like that. Like it was like I had they had to get me there so that I didn't miss that first like because it's new school. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me to be at a new school and also like late mm-hmm. uh, for class. So they just like they just told my dad just drop him off at the you know at the Toronto airport and he literally did. He like dropped me off and left <laughs> and then I tried to go through and then they're like, "Why are you going back?" I was like, "I'm just visiting my aunt and uncle." And then they're like, "All right." And then they're like, can you come with me, please? They took me to like a holding room and I sat there for like, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, and then two agents came in like with badges and everything. And they're like, what are, why are you going to the United States? And I'm like, I'm going to see my aunt and uncle, which is like technically the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I lived with them, right? So I was like, I'm going to see them. And they're like, did you just finish? Like, did you just go to school for a year here? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> Why didn't you say that? And like all this kind of shit. And I was like, I'm 16. Right? Dude, I'm so I'm not I'm even like a shitless. Exactly. And I'm not even a, I'm still a minor. Right. So they're, they're, they're being nice with me to, to say the least. But at this moment, my dad is completely left. He's like all the way back home almost, which is like, we lived, I grew up maybe an hour and a half from downtown Toronto, like drive in the boonies, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, so he's almost all the way back there. So that's why, like, I ended up being late. Um, but the scariest part was they're like, if you come back and you try to get in here without a visa again, we'll charge you <laughs> with, like, lying. I can't remember the exact, like, wording he used, but it was basically all charged with lying against the United States. There could have been a bogus charge at the time. Yeah. I was 16. Yeah. I think they were just trying to, like, scare me. Yeah. But two weeks later, came back had the visa and i'm pretty sure it was the same immigration person like that i was dealing with at the kiosk or whatever and they're like i see you got it hey you did <laughs> the it thing. Like, there was a weird time yeah because it was a weird time yeah early 2000s it went from like travel from canada to the united states was like literally like hey see you we're going shopping like yeah. we would just drive into each other's countries yeah. basically I mean, you guys were like, like just upstairs smuggling was immense yeah. because nobody cares yeah. <laughs> right? and, it's, and it's like, canada it's fucking exactly canada. It, it's almost yeah it's, it's very similar places to be yeah um and yeah so like that that was just like the reason why i was two weeks late essentially for for school yeah so it was like this big weird thing with like i kind of hated it in retrospect because it drew attention to me you know what i mean because not only am i like the new kid from canada i'm also two weeks late yeah and i'm also like i remember we went in for like i went in as i had did you ever have lammers mr lammers yeah matt lammers yeah yeah Yeah. so like it was 10th grade biology and yeah it was uh the day i showed up we had a test yeah and he's like you don't have to take it if you don't want to i was like no i'll do that and I ended up getting like a 93 on it. <laughs> he was the teacher I had for when you had to do like summer reading. And we had to read a book about Krakatoa, the volcano. But the book oh, okay. was like, the book was like a, it was more like a research paper, like published sure. and less of a sure, story. Sure, sure. 
So it was just so it was just brackets and like you know it was like the genome and phylum and kingdom of like the bacteria found there and the different sedimentary. It was a research. It was essentially a paper. Yeah, yeah. I was like sixteen, and I was like, (laughs) I remember reading it up at my aunt's lake house in I think Maine. So this would have been like two thousand six. I remember I was up there just reading it that summer, and I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't finish this, and I don't think it will matter if I do. Because even if I took a test on what I've read already, I'd get an F. So I remember going into, I just, that was like, that back then, you know, 16, that was like, that was my first brush with rebellion. It was like, I'm not going to finish yeah. this Krakatoa research paper. And I remember going to Matt Lammer's uh, class on the first day of the school year. And he was like, so you guys all read the book? And we were like, no. And he's like, who wants to go make volcanoes? You're like, what? <laughs> we just went out into the parking lot. Yeah. And he was just putting like Mentos yeah. and Diet Coke. And he was like, Sounds like, he was like, all right, enjoy your junior year. <laughs> it was just like mm-hmm. that. That's Matt Lammers. But we had a really good science department. Like as far as like, head, I don't know. If, did you take chemistry? Dalton? No, but all my smartphones no. did. Okay. Well, your brother did as well. Yeah. Um, and him and I used to, Miss Dalton used to pay us to do her uh, yard work. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. She paid good money too, and uh, she was a badass. She used to drive like a Dodge Stealth, which is like a Mitsubishi 2000 GT, which is like a twin turboed inline and six motor, like fucking badass turbocharged car. She used to drive it to school, like this cherry fucking red sports car. Did one badass. of the teachers... and she's like this old chemistry teacher? Like, did one of the teachers have? Am I like? Is there like a false memory in my head? Did someone have an H1 Hummer? Yeah, not... I remember always seeing one in the front area. Wasn't there like, one like a badass like? Yeah, those trucks were like I, ten I, feet I don't, wide. I, yeah, I almost guarantee. Yeah. yeah, it's not an important fact, but I just remember that. Now, dude, St. Pius was an incredible mm. school. I mean, I can say that fifteen yeah. years in hindsight. That I enjoyed. I enjoyed school and. I, I luckily gotten through my kind of super rebellious phase by the time I got to Pius. So anything that was like bad in Pius, I was just like, guys are fucking babies, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was like, at that time, I was like, I've been interviewed by the police in regards to an arson case. I've been, like, I've been detained like, by the I got Department of by, Security. Exactly. And you guys are like, let's wear shorts instead of pants one day. <laughs> like, I didn't oh, say shit. prayer. I just clasped my hands and said, and kept yeah. my mouth closed. I told the teacher I was saying it in my head. Exactly. I wasn't saying it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I felt like such a fuck funny, up yeah. because John went through four years at St. Pius and never got a detention. And I remember he got like some gold star when he graduated. Uh, that's not that's not technically true. We all not no one in my graduating class graduated without a detention. Did you know that? Well, I remember we all got detained. We all got detentioned in our final final year. They well, detentioned us all in the auditorium. Well, they must have waived it for John because I remember he got like this. Okay, I was I was there. I, I was, think I, it's yeah. I think it was one of those like we all got it. And it was like across the board of demerit. That's but what it, I mean. It, it brought up the average. That's so what do you I mean. know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like, at the end of the day, he was the only one with one. That's what I mean. Is it, is it with yeah. the curve? It was the curve on the test. Yeah. It's like Tetris. No, we were terrible. We 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 had like three senior pranks in one week. And like, like Father Lopez got mad at us. 
Wow. That takes a lot. You that know what I mean? A, that like, takes a lot. Yeah, you got like pissed with us. That's that actually takes I'm actually they, a little offended. Yeah, they rounded us all up and uh kept us for because like it was for the uh, alarm clock prank. Mm. Everybody Every day, yeah. set up alarms in their lockers, either on their phones or actual alarm clocks. Yeah. Um and they set them all for like eleven ten or some shit like that. I don't know. I was in uh, Coach Carter's class at the time. Um and uh one went off early and he hears it and he's like what's that and they just like closed the door and like people kept going like can i go to the bathroom and like leaving the door open <laughs> so that we would hear it and basically it took them i don't know 20 minutes to go through all the lockers and collect all of the like either cell phones that were ringing or alarms that were ringing or like whatever they confiscated everything and then uh principal oh, what the hell how did i forget his name spellman spelling yeah Spelling, uh, got on. He's like, since the senior class decided to like delay class for everybody for 20 minutes, they can spend 20 minutes in the auditorium at the end of the day. And they did. They made us all sit in the auditorium. That's a fair trade. But then us, like, and I'm pretty sure JP would be able to confirm this uh, at the time, started, we sat there and got like, basically the whole class to be like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> like I'll, I'll, st- I'll, I'll uh, like South Park rah, 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 rah. even when we were all caged we were all just like a bunch of dicks. well I remember I felt like I felt like I was gonna go to Guantanamo because it was my first day at Pius and my hair was mm. too long and I remember I was in Miss <laughs> Clister's homeroom yeah. who had been there since oh. like the 50s and I, I got a detention at 7.55 on my first day, meaning I got a detention <laughs> yeah, she b- before around. high school started. And I was so upset <laughs> because John never got one, technically. I was lucky that I had lammers, and then I – I don't know. I, I avoided Clister until 12th grade. Well, so, I was also in the – But I didn't of... have anybody – what's that? No, go on. No, I was just going to say I didn't have like – uh, I didn't have super strict uh, teachers right off the like, first semester. And uh, I remember specifically someone coming up to me in the stairwell and being like, have you gotten your haircut recently? And I just thought they were like making fun of my hair. I was like, kind of like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But then, yeah, I was kind of giving like an answer like that. And they're like, no, man, you got to get, like, you you can't like have it over your ears. It's, I was like, oh, okay. You're like looking out for me. You're not like starting to shit. Okay, I got it. This is a prison. Okay, I was about to say, it. this is being in the prison camp and them yeah, saying exactly. like, straighten your star of David. They're like, exactly, hey, exactly. no, they're like, straighten your star of David. And you're like, you're like da da. Oh, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but remember, I mean, yeah. it's still I don't know. We had a lot of like characters in my grade. I would say. Yeah. We just had a lot of people who would do. They would just push the envelope so much, and like with everybody, that's all they did. Do you, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember um, when people would ninja turtle, or that was it called turtling? When you turtle a backpack. You'd go out during lunch and everyone would have their bags like against the wall in like that like outdoor walkway, and you'd go out and you just pick someone at random. It was, I mean, it was mm-hmm. truly it was a terrorist attack because it was just random terror, and it was you would take their backpack into the bathroom or something, you'd unzip it, you take out all their books, you turn the backpack inside out, put the books back in, and then zip it up from the inside, and so it was just inside out. It was called turtling. No, it's just what's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, no, I missed that. Oh, well, 
And I remember when saying, you say turtling, it makes me think of like ninth graders with all of their textbooks in their bag. Yeah, yeah. Like hunched over yeah, turtling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, maybe it wasn't called turtling, but I remember. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could be. I remember it happened to. Me, so. I remember it happened to me, and like an adult, I couldn't. I couldn't stand it, and I went out and I thought I targeted who I who I thought was this girl in my class that did it to me, and I thought I targeted her, and. So I remember me and my friend David took this backpack to the bathroom and we turtled it. We turned it inside out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember we took like a whole roll of saran wrap, like whole, like, you know, like 500 yards and went around the whole thing. And then we took tinfoil and we did a whole roll of tinfoil on it. <laughs> and we called it Sputnik, Sputniking. Like the first Soviet satellite, that little, yeah, yeah, yeah. that gold, yeah, the, little that, ball. the silverish ball. Yeah. Which called it Sputnik, and we went and threw it back in. So it's just this shiny ball. <laughs> and I remember, Jesus. and I remember going out and like sitting right in front of the chapel and like watching, and me like wanting to see the girl just like be destroyed. And like that girl was nowhere to be seen. And I remember all the students came out and everyone got their backpacks. And I remember seeing this one like tiny freshman kid, and he's just looking around for his backpack. And slowly, as the crowd clears, and he realizes the only thing left is that silver brick and i just remember he started to cry and i was like what have i become i was like i've become the thing like i swore to never be <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> i was like i i remember that hurt i like went to father lopez's class and you know it's father lopez just smiling how are you son i, don't, I was just like i can't remember I can't remember any, and this is could could have been just because like I wasn't part of it, but like any targeted harassment towards anybody, it was almost like there was groups definitely, but neither I don't know they didn't really fuck with each other. It would have been like I don't know you would have had to have actively done something mm-hmm. against a senior in that in those days or like someone against our class for people that have like shit with you. Yeah, but largely across the board, our whole class. Was like, like everybody would go to the same parties. Hmm. Not my class. Like it was weird. Like even though there was like splits, definitely there was cliques. Um, there was only like two real like prom parties. The other one, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't so like segregated and da 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 different. It was there was like you're with this group, you're with this group, but there was always a lot of overlap and hmm. like people were friends with other people. I think it was just because there was a lot of clubs and shit. Yeah. And so people would be, and the way they they ran our classes, you always ended up like crossing over with people. Yeah, mine was more like tribes in Afghanistan. It was like hyper partisan, hyper divided. At least that's how I thought. Maybe I just wasn't popular. Really? <laughs> I was like everyone hates me. Really? And in hindsight, it's like no, you're just kind of a douche. That's the that's the red pill that's hard to swallow. Is you're like they're all inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me. and it's like. You might maybe you're just not that nice. Yeah, John and I were kind of I don't know. Like we definitely had a group, mm-hmm. like JP part of it, and like there was other people that were part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also like I don't know. It's weird. There was like different centers, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like certain people hung out. Like, like JP was friends with us, but he wasn't. His best friend at the time was like Sean. He and Sean were always like mm-hmm. hanging around with one yeah. another. Yeah. Whereas like me and John were like always hanging out with each other because like I don't know it just worked like that. There's always like groups of people. Yeah. And um, 
like, I don't know if you remember John's, like, I guess they dated briefly in high school. Not even, maybe. They were just friends for, like, a long time. Um, I, again, I don't want to name other people outside of our group of friends, but, like, Probably. her and another girl were, like, really good friends. And they were always together. But, like, the group of us would come at parties and stuff like that. Do you ever, did you ever hear about that? Give me one second. The connection's kind of breaking up. I'm going to connect all in this. Give me one sec, dude. You're fine. Rob Anton, Canadian correspondent, going off the, going off the deep end. We don't know where he is. He's apparently leaving us. He has that black background. He very well could be in Fallujah, perhaps in Abbottabad. Who knows? But, Yeah. The, oh, I think he's back. Is he? Rob, are you back? Yep. Did you? Yeah. Did you ever hear about? And I think it was my junior year, maybe my senior year. And it was there's a teacher who, at the time, I remember thinking was really old. He was like 28. Now I'm 30. But I remember he was 28. But he had just come back from Iraq. And he was a you not not UGA. He was a St. Pius alumni, okay. and he got like a job coming back, just doing whatever, teaching whatever, probably going to get his degree. And you know they gave him a job, you know, stand up, clean cut Marine. Yeah. And uh, I mean, had just come back from like active combat deployment, like was in the shit, mm-hmm. and came immediately to St. Pius. So there was like a couple days between like, covery fire and like morning prayer so yeah. i remember and he was like a hall monitor he when he would sit out near like um the dean's offices and mm-hmm. i remember i remember like the story coming up because i remember we at one moment i remember mr spellman coming on and saying uh that uh, he had forgot to announce that there was this like new faculty meeting and basically we all got out at like lunch and like no one knew why and so like all the seniors drove home and like you know all the younger people had like parents come pick him up it was whatever and then like there's like an email to everyone that we didn't have school the next day and we were all like cool this is like a wednesday and it was like badass and i remember being in the gym and uh where i lived in duluth and i remember seeing like an aerial shot like a helicopter shot of saint pius and i was like what the fuck and it turns out this guy who it, and I think he, he he might still work there I don't know um, he he was sitting there you know kind of at like the nexus of several hallways yeah. and he was like good friends with Mr. Spellman you know like, thanks for the job on short term notice and he's like of course you know thank you for your service just all goodness goodness all around but apparently and like I don't fault him, but apparently he started just like looking down like hallways and stuff, and was just sketching lines of fire. Like he had just come oh, back shit. from he had just come back, and I yeah, feel yeah, yeah. I feel for the guy. He had just come back from active de- active combat deployed sure. in an urban urban area. Yeah. So he is. It's probably ingrained into his mind that like you don't sit anywhere without knowing where is immediate cover. Where am I going to poke out? And so to him, it was just like, hey, if anything ever went south, this is how I would defend this school. Mm -hmm. He just 
being himself, went to show the principal. Just, just and you know, and had the principal been there, he probably would have been like, "Cool, but you know, maybe we shouldn't have this." And it would have been diffused right there. Uh, Spellman didn't feel it. What? Well, no. Well, Spellman was Spellman didn't feel it, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is Spellman wasn't there, so he just left it on his desk. And so Spellman, mm-hmm. being a good principal with a thousand kids under his control, yeah. saw a piece of notebook paper with lines of fire on it mm-hmm. and like a map of the school. He called the police. Police called the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. We were, we didn't know, but we were actually we were evacuated that day i just thought we got out at noon when we are gone the next day it's because they brought in the bomb squad and went through the whole school and it wasn't and if i recall correctly i think this guy eventually was like what is this about you know he's like you know he's in this mode or he's like fuck if i recall and i could be butchering this but if i recall it was like oh man i was just thinking about what if something bad happened and he went and told mr spawn mr spawn was like was this you? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, fuck. And like, had Mr. Spellman just not been getting lunch at the time, probably all would have been, he probably would have been like, thank you. Like, hey, thank you. You know, again, great American, but this is, you know, this is a school, maybe not that. Oh, okay. But it was, so there was no like nefarious actions. I don't think it was just, you know, he's fresh out of that. And he's just, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Sure. I think that there's other shit that is like, okay. But had there been other things implemented, this would have been completely avoidable. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It's like if there was like some kind of military program where like, okay, if you come back from like a live fireplace, you get a, like a couple mm-hmm. weeks of like decompress. to like decompress and we like talk it out and we get you back to like living as somewhat of and a I, civilian. I know it's not that yeah. easy. I don't and know I how think long that's it would what, take. I think that's what they were trying to do. I think that's why they let them come there immediately because to them it was like, no, we don't actually have a job for you. But it was like, yeah, hey. Yeah, but you're still putting, especially America. Oh, in hindsight. Like, in hindsight, terrible. School shooting is probably the only thing that was on his mind. When you're like, you're the hall monitor. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you put it in. It, yeah. Exactly. So in, in hindsight, terrible idea. I think that's why they gave him a job, though, for that very thing. They were like, hey, until you, because they knew he didn't want to do this full time. You want to go get a, mm. you know, a business degree. And it was like, sure. hey, while you're getting on your feet probably and i'm just taking liberty and imagining probably so he's not sitting at home alone digesting everything that just happened the last nine months they're like hey why don't you come here basically you know do busy work you know i think it was like good intentions all around and it was like oh no 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 i'm not saying i'm just saying it shouldn't befall a school (laughs) exactly a friend do you know what i mean exactly yeah no i'm not saying that the things that happened weren't with done with the best of intentions i'm just saying it's like sometimes you need a professional yes you know, absolutely get a veteran to hang out with this absolutely, guy it's right like, it's like you know what i mean like and of, of his war i would say yeah yeah probably yeah. as well because like even connections between veterans of different wars it's not even necessarily the same all the time yeah you know what i mean just because yeah. the personal experience yeah. it's not the same fighting in a jungle in vietnam as it is fighting in mountains and plains of afghanistan exactly exactly <laughs> where like you hear a crack that could be the last thing you fucking here. yeah yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's, oh no it's oh no in hindsight it's terrifying. i, I mean if it wasn't so it. sad it would be in hindsight it's comical almost yeah. right it's yeah. like we yeah. brought them back for the best reasons right and yeah. I, you know 
It'd be like if a guy from a nuclear submarine went and got a job after deployment with his uncle who runs a nuclear power plant. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, woo, you know, if things go wrong, this is how we'll deal with the fault, like the literal right. <laughs> radioactive fallout. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's terrible. But it's kind of like what Tim Dillon says. Um, he's like, you know, he's like Home Depot did this thing like a year or two ago where it was like it was supposed to be like a wholesome news story. And it was like this guy's like son with like, you know, it's like a one in a trillion disease where it's like an adolescent with ALS, just like a true like, is there a real God kind of disease? And they were like their insurance wouldn't let them bill a wheelchair. So they went to Home Depot and Home Depot provided like at a discount the materials to build their own. And it's okay, good intention, sure. But like Tim Dillon's like, no, that's not a that's not a good story. He's like, the fact that this child with ALS can't get a fucking wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kinda like that, right? Right. It's like this great, hey, you graduated here, you just served your country. Why don't you come here? Here's some busy work and like a little bit of money. I know you're trying to get your degree from wherever in Atlanta. And it just ended up with us, me looking at the news and seeing an aerial shot of a bomb squad going through my high school. And I was like, and then, so, you know, the next day, Mr. Feldman was like, now had to, was like, I lied to you all and I'm sorry. And it was like, just And, exactly, and that's the other part. Yeah. Because he's probably getting 9,000 parents down his throat. Like, what, like, the what the hell? Why do I have to stay home and take care of these little fuckers? Yeah. And then it's on like, <laughs> then it's on like WSB that it's like, yeah, why exactly. the, not only that, it's like, why didn't you tell us that there's a bomb squad there? And not to mention, like, we actually had one of our friends' mothers was one of the anchors for one of the most popular oh, new yeah. morning news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, could you fucking imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> it's like he's that like, shit in our class. He's like, honey, did you know this is going I, I remember her bringing things up about, like, the school and, like, oh, in the morning when we would watch, right? Yeah. So he was like, oh, my God, man. You're like, what? fucking a that was a yeah that was a weird thing i'm trying to just think of like other odd things i remember 9 11 because like you have to understand that the american school especially where we where we lived in the level we lived at Mm -hmm. um is very unique amongst people in the entire world like i've lived in three different countries when i explain some of my experiences in high school to people they look at me they're like it's like a fucking movie. And I'm like, sometimes it was. Sometimes it is exactly. But it, it, it wasn't be, It wasn't like a movie because that's what it's like. It was like a movie because we were emulating movies mm-hmm. and we had the resources to do so. Hmm, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. We all grew up on American Pie. So okay. how the fuck do we want to party? You we want to go to like someone's big huge house, house when your parents are away for the weekend everyone's and gonna like, lose their virginity we gotta have red yeah, solo cups there's gotta right. be the live band it's gotta exactly. be like some 41 or something like and we're gonna do this like well i don't think we ever got that far um live band wise but like yeah like in my day we had like at one party a fucking halo like on the side of a two-story house like halo land party beside a pool party beside a barbecue with like firing guns and shit in the back like it was a fucking it was a fun-ass party right amazing yeah (laughs) Yeah. um that that is true though right because we grew up on those movies 
and it was like, oh, we're not doing it right. Exactly. So we wanted to emulate. We thought that was what it was. That's what the party um, is. Yeah. We saw. And because there are facsimile of American culture, like a lot of those, like if you take American Pie, basically, literally, it was people, it was writers. They sat in a room and they're like, okay, what is like the American like high school experience? And it, they probably like, cherry picked from a hundred people's experiences and then compressed them all into this one like super crazy and then dialed that compression up exactly and so we saw that and we were like oh well like we have to do that we have to do you know what i mean like it's kind of like this very basic monkey see monkey do right Right? it's it's watching like the 1996 u.s olympic basketball team the quote-unquote dream team with kobe Mm -hmm. bryant rest in peace with larry bird Mm -hmm. magic johnson michael jordan yeah. It's like seeing that a team yeah. that could wasn't just the it wasn't just like an NBA championship team. It was the champion of NBA champions. It's like looking at that and saying, how come we're not putting on that performance? And it's like, well, you're a middle school church league. <laughs> you know, it's not Michael Jordan getting alley-oops from Larry Bird. Right. It's right. a bunch of retards with full cuts. And but the thing is, the settings, the settings all look the same because yeah. like we had like we're people with wealth and money mm-hmm. we had uh we had a, 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 a stadium yeah exactly well no even our school our yeah. school is fucking like when i tell my my like fiance about like the school high school i went to she's seen it she's like what the fuck oh yeah what the oh, fuck yeah. is this this is like a university oh yeah like oh, for, no, for people like incredible. do you know what i mean it was incredible like, why do you need a $9 million football field? It's like, well, the Bulldogs like to practice better. <laughs> Literally, that was it. Yeah. Was it. Yeah. I remember we had, yeah, we, we had the AstroTurf. We had that special, that new, but it is now like a national common. We were right. the first, I think we were the first like actual we like usable field in the nation we to have what you, everyone now just says is normal. But what it was yeah. is it was the fake grass with those like rubber, rubber like pellets. microscopic oh, I pellets. I fucking hated that they shit. They were terrible. I hated it, man. But we had it before you anyone. Slide out on that they shit? came. Ugh. They they put it on our field, and I remember the owner, like the owner of the Falcons, came and they checked it out, and then that went into the Georgia Dome. But it was like, yeah, well, that was yeah. Bulldogs, Bulldogs were practicing there even when I was like in the off season when I was there. Yeah, they would use the field while yeah. we were away at summer school. That's why, like, you'd have two days sometimes. Like, I wasn't even in football, but you knew because, like, you still hung around school in the summer for some reason sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, they would fucking come. I don't know how often. It, it became more frequent, I think, as time went by. But, like, before they had their field, they used ours. Yeah. And it was – and I remember being in high school because it was an American pie – thinking that i was like being robbed of something and in hindsight i'm like man how the oh, fuck am I? It, I'm like, in the hindsight i'm like how did my parents and my teachers not just backhand me and say like you ungrateful fuck well, right? you don't realize it until you're talking to people who've never who never had it, it. and they look at you like you're like are you fucking like psycho like am i yeah. am i exactly exactly it's like everyone has like their own car you know me i'm like oh i have like our used jeep but it was like no i had my own set of wheels at 18 right. and it was like that's insane and the thing about you is like i don't think that your parents couldn't afford it i just don't think your parents were those type of people no they do you were, know what I mean? Yeah, like there was different much, groups of people at our school yeah. who like 
we're given different things yeah. definitely Absolutely. i mean some kid yeah brand new like suvs and i'm like how come i have this old 93 cherokee and it's like because we have it and in hindsight it's like <laughs> be grateful for the fucking wheels you have does it cost me 80 dollars in insurance <laughs> you know what i mean to keep like, it running yeah i don't yeah. care that the air conditioner and the and the radio don't work like yeah, because your dad realizes he's like, why do I want like to buy you something expensive? You're gonna crash it. Then my premiums are gonna go up. So and then here's this you know what I mean? Cherokee. How do I? What am I getting out of this deal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Cherokee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that thing that didn't have air conditioning. The radio. When, when you think about it, all you're doing is increasing the chances that your son and or daughter is going to Fuck end it. up with a child possibly before because you know what i mean oh, that you yeah. get that that extra mobility that extra you're, it's a rolling bedroom yeah, when you're yeah. a teenager dude. yeah not that like, not that jeep that jeep probably that jeep that jeep I mean, probably not lowered that you couldn't but it was that jeep lowered you did, it was that. on you man it was like wow like fuck man you you pulled it not the car not the, <laughs> it was literally a box a maroon box a maroon i remember box. We rolled, yeah we rolled around in that thing yeah a maroon box to, if you go got by laid the in lake, that then it was like little, congrats. Uh, there was like a small airport near the high school do you remember yeah. that yeah yeah john and i used to wait until there was like some there like a jet was moving and we'd like drive past it just so we could feel the engine like push the car <laughs> into the next lane. Oh yeah, you gotta love uh, that perfect square uh, Jeep. Oh yeah, that yeah. thing. I don't know how I never died on eighty five with like a simple wind gust because you'd catch right. it. There was no aerodynamics. It was just no, no. Everything. You would feel it. You would. Yeah. You'd have to overcorrect. You'd really have to just fight the wind. Yeah. And yeah, no air conditioner. Heater worked just fine. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The roof. It was like discon- the fabric was disconnecting yeah, from the ceiling droopy. as the years went on. So it would just, we'd open the windows and the whole thing would flap. It was like a <laughs> sailboat. <laughs> and then uh, I remember um, because we had a, a iPod and you would plug in a, a, an MP3 cord to the iPod and the MP3 connected to a cassette tape and you'd put yeah, the cassette inside. And you yeah. could play and your iPod. It was real did, rocket. Science. How long did the styrofoam cup tape to the dash last? That actually lasted a very long time because I yeah, think I figured we, it lasted all through our high school. Yeah, because I think we wrapped <laughs> the entire thing in duct tape. Yeah, it was like duct tape, yeah, duct tape in a cup, the, and then it was just like doof, like yeah. right on there. Well, I think we also wrapped the cup in duct tape, so this whole Possibly thing was just maybe, like but, right. Yeah, it was like it was a duct just, tape wallet. The whole thing yeah. was constructed, and uh, I well, because I remember, yeah. Uh, John had a um, one of the really early MP3 players, mm-hmm. like the non-iPod ones, and uh, it had like yeah. little cassettes that you could load. Pre-load. Yeah, those little tiny. Yeah, yeah the little the tiny blue, ones. The blue one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he used to just like dump that in the cup and like pop the tape in, and we'd like listen. To it. it was a, wasn't it was a Walkman that was his right? John had the Walkman. It could yeah, it could have been a Sony like. It was in that time where there was a lot of MP3 players and stuff. Yeah, before. but he always had like unique shit. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, it was John. Of course, John was always a rocket science with rocket scientist with that shit. Yeah, and then like the fucking blow dart. Oh, <laughs> blow I, that's in the other room. Hold on. Oh my god. Hold on. Oh uh, man.
about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, memories. Yeah, this thing, this motherfucker. Um, yeah. I don't know. Now, now I don't know what to do with it. Um, uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. But yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember the radio broke when I was a senior. Because I remember listening to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. You know, you know dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was listening to that with uh, my friend Harry. <coughs> this is tied to have been like fall 2008. Right before, it was like 10 minutes before class started. And I remember thinking, I think, you know, I think the trailer for Hangover had already come out. So this was probably spring. But it was Mike Tyson, right? Punching Stu. Sure, sure, sure. So, of course, you know, I emulate Mike Tyson. And I punch the radio as hard as I can. Buttons pop out, and it was stuck on 87.9 from there forward. Just I'm surprised the whole thing didn't give up. Like, I'm surprised you didn't punch the fucking hatch off at that point. Like, yeah, I'm surprised the hit didn't just break everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just shuts down in the middle of the street. <laughs> well, well, that fucking Jeep, dude. I remember I remember Charlie was driving us to school because John graduated and Charlie was two years behind him. And so I remember Charlie would drive uh, me and Pat. And I remember there's this one day on the, on I-85, which is just – I mean, even that I look back at it. And I'm like, the fact that I, I drove on that 45 minutes a day to and from and I'm still alive, yeah. that's right. that's like playing Russian yeah, roulette. Is insane. That's because when there are accidents there, they weren't accidents. They were like fatalities. Yeah. That was right. That was and, a 12 lane highway. And like one fifth of the cars were just like, like worse than the Jeep was. You know Which what I mean? Insane. Just like fucking just missing like everything. Parts and yeah. doors and shit. And like, yeah, a lot of yeah, trash yeah, bag absolutely. windows. Yeah. Absolutely. And because oh, it's man. Atlanta, it's also, as you get closer to Atlanta, like the car, the traffic gets like poorer. Like actually, like less like wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's also people driving out from the suburbs. Yeah. So like mixed in with like the shitty like multicolored panel exactly. doors or like brand new like Dude. Mercedes Benzes and like you, you see an Aston Martin every once in a while between like the, the last, Jeep and a van. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I went to the state to to Atlanta, I think it was uh, I want to say it was like my aunt's aunt's wake or something. Um, we we uh i uh, rented like a black five liter mustang to drive around uh atlanta with and so because it was actually cheap as shit because <laughs> it was a stick yeah. so like they're like oh okay like nobody wants to rent this for the most part yeah. like people who just come so like here you can have it it's like like fucking it was like the same as like an economy car anyways i'm like drive around uh decatur probably and like Again, I think it was I off of I eighty five, but like I know what you're talking about, where that like yeah, parts of the city like come together like a river. You know what I mean? You ever seen those like nature mm-hmm. documentaries yeah. where like Trinitary, part of like, the silt, the silt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like the, that. The that's blue water and the mud water, it. where it's like, and you can this see where the rivers divide. That's what I eighty five is like, right? Just all see, around the fucking. You can see Atlanta. all the sugar, you can see all the sugarloaf and yeah. Saint Ives and right. Saint, where exactly. the Saint Marcos. You can see where all these yeah. uh, all these private uh, country club traffic right, right. mixes right, right, with right, like. Right. The projects, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and it stays so, divided. I was, I was like heading down, I just like passed like some fast food or whatever, 
and I'm stopped at a red light and I look across and it's like another kind of, I guess I dressed like an upper middle class or whatever. It is another like black guy, upper middle class, but in the exact same black Mustang, five liter. And we like pass each other. And we're just like, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was the most like fucking hilarious moment in Atlanta traffic. That was like cool and peaceful and like not a fucking issue, you know, that yeah. I've ever been. It was hilarious. I remember, I remember Charlie driving us, and uh, and I remember we're driving, and it's like, you know, that seven to seven forty-five a.m. just death rat race that is I eighty-five. The the way the sun's rising, you're just blinded. You're in <laughs> six lanes of traffic. You can't see. You're in this crawling or like F one racing. Like none of the others, right? But like all, all in the same like five lanes. Yes, like these yes. two lanes, F one, these three. Oh yeah, everybody trying to get off and yes. shit. Yeah. Trying to join the F one, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even that everything slowed and everything sped together. It was, it was dead. <laughs> it was yeah. dead yeah, no, stop. I know. I know. Like you could get off the car and like turn around and like tie your child's shoe. Right. And next to you was. Boom, yeah, because I remember, your, I remember your car your would, you could feel there was the, yeah. as it passed, there was a slight vacuum in air, but not even like the Jeep, any yeah. car, you could be in a big ass suburban and it would, right. it yeah, would yeah. in slow motion. So a car would pass and whatever you were in would move towards where that thing passed, yeah. granted maybe a 10th of an inch, but enough that you'd so, feel it. Yeah. Go down the line. And an 18 wheeler would go by and be like, boom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> boom. Boom. It has like the worst setup for worst setup, flow. yeah. And people are trying Fucking to get awful. off into that. Yeah, so like I, I want a part of this, so they're going zero to just you just hold your right. foot on the. But I remember, so we were going one morning, and I remember like it was coming to like a stop, or no, no, no. I remember no, it, it came to a stop, and I remember the jeep wouldn't start up, and it. I remember Charlie was like, "What?" Stalled the, out. Charlie was like, "What fuck. the fuck?" <laughs> And like, so cars start flying by us in all directions. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm closing my eyes. And I'm like, well, you know, at the time I was like, well, you know, I'm 17. I was like, you know, what have I seen in my life? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I did get to kiss a girl when I was 16. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, you know, like, and then like he got it started up again. And I remember I was like, thank you, God in heaven. And I remember mm-hmm. I was like, Charlie, can we just like get off 85 in case it happens again? And he was like, nah. I was like, okay, <laughs> and like, because it wasn't well, a... because yeah, he's like, no, we want to get there. Like, yeah, that's I love. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the city of Atlanta, but whoever the fuck planned it out needs to be like dug up, shot, and <laughs> that's the thing is, buried I think, again. I like, because I think fuck the most people. The Holy thing shit. is, is I think most of the people that did plan Atlanta were burned and shot in the eighteen sixties. Oh, I think like, I think General Sherman did that. I feel like it's. How, how fuck I've explained to people because like I live I live in Toronto Toronto is just a grid city you know where south is because that's the lake and there's a gigantic tower that you like can see for miles and yeah. miles and mi- it's like you it's know the what CN I mean CN Tower right yeah it's one of the biggest one the, of the biggest in the world third or fourth now because there's other but yeah. like one of the biggest freestanding all those freaking oil since, countries taking our top buildings the 70s it's something it's like they built the CN Tower is insane yeah yeah, but it's just like a communications tower. It yeah, doesn't, doesn't do anything other than give us good perception. But so like it's super easy once you get the flow of Toronto to like know 
in, in your head exactly where you are mentally. You know what I mean? If I give you an intersection or whatever, but Atlanta, it's like, what? Like, because like you think you're like on a road, but unless you know where the other road is, like in relation to where you are, you don't know how far down the road you are. Cause there's no grid. It just kind of shows up. Yeah. Like well, peach tree intersecting with like another peach tree. Yeah, peach tree or like, industrial with like peach tree parkway right, avenue. Exactly. Road exactly. Drive. And I'm pretty sure there's one that actually circles back onto itself. Like uh-huh. it's fucking ridiculous. And then some <laughs> of them and then some of them they don't even merge. Right. Some of them just change names at a certain mile marker. Or they split. Like, they'll start one here, and then it'll, you'll hit, like, Buford Highway, and then it'll, like, continue, like, two miles north. Well, <laughs> like, what the shit is yeah. going on? I don't, yeah. Hey, I don't mind the ones that all merge on Spaghetti Junction. because it's fine. like They're That's all fine, coming in to one. Yeah. They're all coming into yes. 85. Are right? you going yes. north or are you going south? Right. Petrie Industrial was Petrie Industrial for, like, 85 miles. And right. then, not even as you got near Spaghetti Junction, it was still a couple miles from there. It just changed names. Not at a yeah. not at a break, not Good at a split, morning. not even at yeah. a hill or a stoplight. There's just yeah. like a mile marker in between two like red lights. At some point, <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. at one point you're driving, and it's yeah, just no. you know when you're driving into a new state and your GPS is like, "Welcome to Delaware," and right. it's like there's not a street sign. You're just like, "Oh, I've crashed. No, I've crossed yeah. the." I've crossed the area on the the coordinates on of yes. this planet. I have crossed into a new jurisdiction. Welcome mm. to you know just in the middle of a highway. You're like, oh, yeah. You might have a sign maybe. a couple miles in, and even yeah. that is not completely accurate, right? No, no, no. Petrie Industrial just, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's, it's but it's, there is a massive road that just at some point you're just no longer there, and there's no we yeah. are you are now on X Highway. No, no. they're just signs start popping up that just say x highway right. and you're like when did i merge and you're just like you're like oh we just right and and it wouldn't be so bad if it was like a completely straight road that went you know what i mean that <laughs> would be fine because you'd be like i'm still going east so it's like whatever you know oh. but like no it doesn't work that way yeah. <laughs> we're gonna change direction and name there's, there's <laughs> a, fuck you there's almost a poetic disaster to it right mm. because when you see something planned out like a grid even manhattan for as crazy as it is pretty gritty Except for, and I don't mean that as like gritty, but like G R I D dash Y gritty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, except for maybe like Lower Manhattan, where you can see where everything is built on like landfill and like dredged up land, where it's like they kind of you can see where it expanded piecemeal, right? You right. get all these, right? Maybe you get a you know whatever, but as opposed to like a centrally planned thing, you can almost what it is is it's very like cancer-esque and that it just grew when growing was necessary and then when growing was not necessary and or possible the growth stopped and there was zero planning for the next thing it's Mm. just that's the event horizon who knows what's also and you also have to look at the like area it was also really fucking uh woodsy like there's trees everywhere and it's hilly yeah so it's like it's super awkward to to build out of Atlanta, I feel that the yeah. whole area of Georgia is an awkward place to like try to grid. Yeah. Because, like, you would end up, it would almost end up being like San Francisco where they had to like cut into hills and just to make a fucking road go straight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, so, and, it, but the hills aren't that high. So it's just really awkward. 
Like that's what I noticed. It's always like you're always going up and down, and it always seems like next to you is like a, a jungle. Mm-hmm. But on the other side is like a strip mall, but like you can't see it. Yeah, like, you <laughs> it's remember? Just like yeah, the thickest of it's forest. It's odd. Right? Yeah, and the entire time in the distance, there's just like <laughs> the haze of Atlanta, this well, like metropolitan yeah. with the busiest air at the time, the busiest airport in the world. But then right. next to you is like. Bubba's grits and shrimp. Exactly. And then there's what looks like woods that have not been touched in 410 million years. When when we used to and go to like Chase's uh, like place, he he lived in like one of those like a neighborhood like yours was in Atlanta, like but no uh, no golf or anything. So it was just forest. And I remember we went up there for like Halloween and we we're of course we were egging people but we were like fucking guerrilla fighters man like because we could there was no way anyone was gonna catch us because everything was so heavily forested we would roll up behind people's yards and just hail you know those big fucking cathedral windows people Mm -hmm. in atlanta Mm -hmm. have yeah we just like start at the top and make our way down and like we sit there for five minutes, and by the time they're like, oh, because they can see us because we're like a thousand yards away <laughs> in darkness. And then we just like, just like dash away, and there's no way because nothing is grid. Everything is like a, a weird tree. A weird roots. Very, exactly, again, exactly. Cancerous. So you would just be dumping, and there's n- nobody has like fences usually. Yeah. So you'd just be fucking booking it across people's yeah. backyards, and their backyards are so big that even if their lights go on in the back, they don't even reach you. No. And so you're just like running around all five and, little assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and right, and it's, it's not even that the roads in Atlanta are also like squiggly. It's like yeah. they themselves are like five lane roads. Exactly. So it's like you're in like what looks like a pristine like 18th hole. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 35 feet away, there are, like, five Marta buses. Yes. And, like, someone yeah. panhandling and saying, like, bless you, sir. Like, exactly. If that wasn't a lesson in, like, urban warfare of just how right. messy a civil war would get. Right. It's like. Well, that's why, like, Atlanta land. is impossible to take, right? Yeah. It's not a city. I don't think it would be a, a city that could easily be sieged by numbers. Which is why in the civil war they just burned it. Because they're exactly. like, we're not taking no. it. Oh, yeah. Right? No, I'm aware. Yeah, it's like Hiroshima. <laughs> they're like, we're not taking it. Exactly. We should get rid of it. That's why I'm moving to Japan. <laughs> That's why I'm moving to Japan. Because you can't yeah. take it. Not a bad, it's not a bad tactical move. Not a bad tactical move. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, things about that Jeep, dude, would just... Yeah. I, back to the Jeep. I remember, but on yeah. that day, I remember it shut down like four or five separate times. And yeah, I was, was just like, it. I was like, we're gonna die. And it just, and then it kept working towards the end. And it was just fine after that. I mean, <laughs> well, because like old cars do shit like that sometimes. They're just they have like, attitude. Fuel pumps just like not quite making that connection or something. You know, what I mean? that probably could have been just a little bit of an attitude. Yeah, that's what they have. Just a little bit of an attitude. I've done that before. Yeah, like, and yeah, turned too hard left, and like a sensor went loose, and the whole thing just shut down. I'm like, oh, okay, pump. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I remember, uh, I remember my senior year. One of my best friends was next to me in his brand new like. Toyota, whatever it was, uh, it was like a pickup. Mm-hmm. And I remember he came right next to me, and I was in the driver's seat with the door open, right at the end, right at the end of the school day. And I had like the door open, it was whatever. 
I remember we were in the senior parking lot facing those like Hispanic like apartments, those like minority apartments. You know, there's like there's the fence, hill, road, and there they are. It's like to your left is like the highway, to the right yeah, is the yeah, football yeah. field, and you're facing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he came up to me, and just like he was like he was like gross, and I was like what? And he was like he's holding his hand, and I was like hey, he's gonna show me something gross. But he had unzipped his pants and put his balls in his hand, and he was like look what I found. <laughs> And I was like, and the car was, it was, sorry, it was already running and I had it in reverse, but had like my foot on the brake and I was like texting or something on my shitty flip phone and the door was open. And so it's me in the driver's seat, door open and he's, and then, then his truck right there. And he, so he's locked into truck, Jeep, door, and I already have it in reverse and my foot's just on the brake. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to clothesline this motherfucker. For going, hear my balls, right? Right, right, right. Forgetting that I had cut really hard that morning to park. Uh, so I floor it. He gets out of the way. I don't know how. He moved well, because you would have probably pulled the door away from his truck, right? Because you were cocked out. No, well, the way it was is, well, no. What happened was is the door got caught on his truck. Oh, oh, shit. As okay. I floored it. And completely, it took the handle of the door and touched the front left light on my Jeep. So I completely almost ripped the door off. It was flattened against the Jeep. It was flattened again. Like, yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You bent the hinge out, definitely. And gouged his truck across all (laughs) the panels. And I remember everyone just went. Yeah. And I and I put it in drive and I went right back into my footprint. Mm. And I got out, and I remember I just took it, and as hard, and this is probably when I was like powerlifting the most in my life, and I was like a meathead. And I remember I took it, and I just pushed as hard as I could. And they're like Tommy, Tommy, and I, and I pushed, and I just remember it made these like two distinct. It went clunk, and I got a back halfway, and then it went clunk, and I slammed it shut, and it wasn't even lined up. No, <laughs> I just that and point. I just like <laughs> you know I kind of gave it a couple of just like yeah, and it stayed there, and it never opened again. Right, it was probably just like stuck in the latch, and then the pressure from it wanting to pull back out made it. Probably, I don't know. Probably pretty safe. I mean, tactically, it never <laughs> opened again. So you as had, long as like there's no yeah, as long as that hinge doesn't let go. I mean, might pop open. I mean, it was. I mean, short of like welding, it was stuck. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Luckily, my friend. Uh, luckily, my friend, uh, his dad was cool, and I was like. You don't have to pay for it. Like, you're a dipshit. And he was like, I imagine your dad's going to kill you anyway for destroying the yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, because I got the door shut, I just didn't say anything <laughs> for, like, three or four days. Yeah. And I remember Patrick, because I, I would drive him home, obviously, sure. to our home where yeah. I lived with him. So and I remember I was just like, don't say a fucking word. He was like, whatever, man. I want You're no like park. always parking it passenger side away from the house. Like always <laughs> kind of basketball net. Always just yeah. kind of like weird, not saying anything. Yeah. And in the morning, I would kind of like circle around it, and then I would like hop in over the passenger seat, and you have to climb right. over the the, the armrest. <laughs> and I'd always just kind of do it quickly, yeah. and um, and the window sorry, and the window wouldn't go down either. So you just no no yeah. the window went down. Sorry, the window went down. But everything else about it was fucked. And I remember finally, I think, like, my dad went over to it at some point and was just looking at it. He was, like, having a beer. 
and he was just kind of walking around and i remember he went and like pulled on it and it was like uh it like it like popped yeah yeah, yeah. and he just kind of looked at it and i think he came inside and said what happened and i just told him and he goes i'm not buying anything new and i said i'm fine with it and he said okay so i took it and for a second time i think i needed his help and we like and like got it back in and he was like well I would reckon you just don't open that door. And I was like, I haven't for a couple of days. for a new one, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you can buy a new one. And I was, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to college in like eight weeks. And Patrick was like, yo, I want a new door. And I was like, sucks to suck. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Patrick, poor fucking Patrick. Poor Patrick. So he just had. The nicest one. The nicest Always. one of us all. You know what? I don't feel yeah. bad because he's tall and handsome and is engaged. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's tall, handsome, smart has a good job and is engaged to a beautiful woman so i have no sympathy retroactively for him as i am short yes, i will never nice yeah that's yeah that's where getting that's where being a nice guy gets you a good job Dude, good like, education. the four of you like pegged as like because like i was slightly old i was like a teenager and i would have been like look at these kids you know what i mean at that time like charlie was like close enough at that point but like yeah you and pat is like the kids the kids yeah and all i remember is yeah uh, i have distinct memories of the three of you it's like charlie i saw more of because he uh he was at pie as well Mm -hmm. we were there too yeah um but with you it was mostly like when i'd come to your place and john and i would play like playstation or something and you were like hovering behind us like I want to play you fuckers like, yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. yeah trying to prove myself at something like or just like saying some like bullshit would, yeah, or like yeah just would, like some always, smart yeah i'd always swear at john and smart ass friends, shit and like, like, like shut up tom like yeah yeah i remember i'd always i would well, no, john was always very cool and i remember yeah. and i remember like, i'd always try but to just push push try to yeah. almost like prove yourself you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd walk in you guys be cool playing video games and i'd be like you guys won't be saying anything i'll be like fuck you and yeah you yeah, kind of yeah. look at me and be like okay. but like i had to like prove myself <laughs> yeah. like i don't like, have a car right. i can't yeah. drink i don't have a girlfriend right and you probably heard us talking about all this shit like yeah. oh it's a someone's party or so i swear right? i'd be like i get it fuck yeah yeah, yeah. Be like, but then i remember specifically just pat like i stayed over one time and got up in the morning and pat's like you want some coffee, Rob? I was like, yeah, all right, man. He just like made me a full pot of coffee. But I was like, who is this kid and why is he making me? Like, how does he even know how to do this, right? Because he's an angel, my little brother. Yeah, he was like super stupid. My little brother got all of the sweetness that Charlie and I did. Yeah. John had all of his own. John was yeah. John was wonderful. And yeah, yeah. Patrick still is wonderful. Charlie and yeah. I didn't get any of the sweetness. Yeah, you guys are more the curmudgeons. Yeah. The more grumpy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. At that point. Yeah, I would definitely say, uh, yeah. I think I was an asshole. And I don't say that in some, like, rose-tinted glasses. Like, I was the... No, I say that in, like, shame. I'm like, I was an asshole. I think it, it just comes from, like, being in a family of more than one. Like, because it's hard to... like everybody has their own personality but like it's hard to necessarily shine when you have like older brothers or older siblings and they're all like you're very you guys were close in age mm-hmm. right so it's it's almost 
yeah, like I get why everybody had to have their own way of doing things. And John benefited from being the oldest so he could just like be who he was. You know what I mean? And just like, man, fuck you, man. Literally, what he would John would just play yeah. himself out. Get the fuck out of my room. I'm going to play you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, leave. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my room. Dum, 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 exactly. dum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting on the floor, like, yeah, yeah. like fucking Claypool playing in the background. I was about to say, yeah, with his his custom Claypool shirt. Is yeah, Tommy the Dude, Cat. Tommy the this Cat. This is his. I don't know if I ever told you that. Oh, really? He left this here when he came to visit. Yeah, and he, I was just like, all right, it's mine now. Mine now. <laughs> yep. It, was, yeah. it is ratty as fuck, and as soon as it gets like literally as it falls off me, I will cut out the like logos and patch them on a, on a jacket. Good, that's what I want to hear. That's yeah, what I want to hear. Is... Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I remember. He, yeah, I remember. That's where he introduced. I vividly remember like going into his room and him introducing me to Primus mm-hmm. and being like, "Have you ever heard this?" And it was Tommy the Cat. Yeah. And like, Tommy the Cat is my name, and I say unto thee, and I remember he and I would just laugh hysterically because it was like that's not what a bass is supposed to sound like because right. Les Claypool was is was is I think he's probably he's still alive still around a god and I as someone that didn't know anything about music but I remember he did was just like how the fuck is this guy playing a bass like that and I just remember thinking mm. like I vividly remember he and I just sitting there laughing just like laughing and laughing and laughing because it was like this guy it's it's like a, it's like laughing as you see like Michael Jordan hit like the 30th like three pointer in a row because it's just like right. he's too good. There's almost nothing to do but laugh. Well, he loved like he was. He loved absurdist shit. Yeah, like like whether it was comedy or music, he yeah. loved that kind of shit. But it had to be like high level. It wasn't like he didn't like garbage. He wasn't. Um, a, he wasn't a hipster in that the only value he put in things is that it no. was unknown. Right. It had to be unknown, but it also had to. It it's kind of he, he and I were similar in that regard. That's why we got along as friends like that because it was so easy for us to talk. Not like we were like, oh, did you hear? Like we weren't one upping each other. We were like, hey, I know this thing. Yeah. What about you? Do you know this thing? And he'd be like, no, I don't. And we would. It was all these exchange of like cool shit that we both didn't know about yeah. from each other's background. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there was never any like, oh, I know this, you know that, or like, no, man, it was. Was just like the best person to to bounce ideas and shit off of. He really was the best man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still get sad thinking about him. I remember I it was like... summer two thousand eight. I think mm-hmm. maybe I remember my parents were out of town and I had acquired a a a, a Gatorade bottle full of vodka, like an adult. Mm-hmm. And yes. I remember I was sitting there in the kitchen looking at wait looking at the the oven light waiting for it to hit midnight and it was um wasn't july was it veterans day maybe it was july 4th i don't remember what it was it was one of like america mm-hmm. when's veterans veterans is veterans is the fall right doesn't matter what's i think we have remembrance day which is november uh, no. november 11th yeah no yeah right yeah yeah it was whatever it was <laughs> is it was so i think it was july 4th i was waiting mm-hmm. for it to turn july 4th and I remember he came down and I was like, what you doing? And I was like, waiting to celebrate America. And, you know, John was like, what's in that bottle? And I was like, vodka. It was like a big bottle, like a 32-ounce Gatorade. And he was like, you going to drink it all? And I was like, no. Do you want to help me? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, what are we doing to celebrate America? 
and I had pulled up on the computer in the other room, I had pulled up Battlefield 1942. And what I wanted to do, I, I had no intention of anyone joining me. I had no, I thought everyone was asleep. And I remember I was sitting there just like sitting at the counter, just like looking at the clock, 1158, midnight. And I went in and it was, uh, if anyone that's ever played Battlefield 1942, it was one of like this Pacific Island maps. It was like, uh, it was like, uh, I remember what it is, uh, to- Tobruk Island. I think that was the level. This video game is like 15 years old at this, at, at, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I this story. Yep. And it was just a shitty game, but you could do like two player where someone flew the fighter jet the like whatever and someone mm-hmm. sat in the back with the 50 cal yeah and he was like what are we doing for like what are we going to celebrate i was like we're going to celebrate like world war ii <laughs> he was like all right and i just remember him and i just getting shit faced and <laughs> sitting next to each other playing on the computer i was flying around he was like gunning down like the japanese zeros yeah. and i remember he, he was like i know where mom and dad's wine is so like after we tore through the vodka john went and got like a bottle of wine and he had i remember he had two cigars and so we like clipped the cigars and then we were like we walked down the like the we walked down to the road where we lived on at like three in the morning pissed drunk drinking out of passing a bottle of wine back and forth to each other and i didn't know anything so i'm smoking i'm inhaling like the cigar shit and i'm getting sick i'm getting nauseous yeah, and queasy man. and we i remember we walked to the end of the road and i remember like we got to the end i remember i just threw up and i like projectile vomited like all over a stop sign and i remember he was like nice and i was like nice and i remember i think he like football spiked the wine bottle and i remember going home and the next day was just so it just felt like such shit but that always sticks out in me as one of my favorite memories with my brother is just to me that encompasses john like him coming down to maybe get like you know a serving of whatever it was for dinner you know just a midnight serving and him seeing me and me being like no, I'm about to get like blackout drunk, and like without missing a beat, he was just like, "Cool, can I join?" And I was like, "Yes, you can." And yeah, that's like one of my fondest. It was like, yeah, it's weird, like because like you're saying shit that really now that like it's been years, right, since since we met and like all of these things that we did together. But it's weird that like you're telling me this, and I'm like they're matching up with like exactly what i was like he always loved adventure and just like like that's what we fucking did dude like yeah. friday night because most of us weren't allowed out like monday to friday yeah most of us yeah. didn't have any social life it was like do your schoolwork yeah. and da da da. and yeah. like then we were allowed out on the weekends but like it usually started friday night and i think your brother used to, a lot of the time would say he's staying at my place because i lived in shambly like i lived right down um like right near Buckhead and like all that shit was like really close to me. And I think a lot of people who went to Pius lived closer to me than they did like live close to you guys. So he would come like park the Jeep at my place and we would usually just like chill and like dick around watching like nonsense at my place during the day. And then as soon as it got like six o'clock, it's like, all right, let's hop in the truck. Fucking yeah. let's go look for some adventure shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's always somebody having a party or like someone doing something there. And like my parent, my aunt and uncle, my aunt was strict, but my uncle was really cool about things. So I was like, don't get caught by the police. Don't drink and drive. Don't like, it was like, don't, don't not have a good time, but yeah. just don't be fucking stupid, man. Yeah. And so when John and I went to parties, we would do that. We would drink. You know, and usually we'd cut each other off at like twelve one, 
and then be like, all right, let's fucking pass out for three or four hours. (laughs) Be okay. Right. And then like shuffle out amongst all the fucking passed out bodies and shit. And then we'd like roll back to my place. And then my uncle's like, you guys uh, have fun last night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, we always had a good time. Um, You good for like 15 more minutes? Yeah, man. Absolutely. I remember when I moved to Maine my junior year. So this would have been like August, September 2007, I think. And I remember I was obviously a new kid and just like fucking hated it. Like didn't want to be there. Just wanted to be back in Atlanta. It was like, you know, obviously in the middle of high school was, you know, you know, it doesn't really help with all like the teenage hormones of just being like, fucking don't want to hear you. I hate you, mom and dad, you know, fuck you. And in hindsight, it's like, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's getting a better job to provide for their family. But of course, in a self-centered seventeen-year-old head, yeah, I'm like, "Fuck you! You are literal Nazis," you know. And but so I remember going up there, and like I hated it there. I used to eat lunch in like the bathroom stall because I was like, I didn't even attempt to make new friends. I was like, I don't even want to, you know, do it. And I was like, I knew how to do it. I've moved around a lot in my life. I knew how to like go out on the playground and be like, got to make new friends. And like when I put my mind to it, I could do it. But I remember. I remember there I was just kind of like I've had enough I don't want to do it and so it was like really tough my little brother like slipped in really fine it's still friends with a lot of his friends Um, but I remember I really resisted it and uh, it was like that fall I think maybe like November December and I remember like my family or my, my parents went like up to where one of the lake houses we'd been visiting for 20 years at that point and I remember they went up and like uh i was like the house is like the house is empty and i remember john being like you should throw a party and i was like i don't want to throw a party because john had taken a year off of college and he had come home and i was like i don't want to throw a party he was like man he was like look and we ended up only living there for like a total of nine months before we moved back into the same house in atlanta and then i went back to st bias which was a weird thing but like it was at that time we didn't know that i thought i was just there forever and I was like, I don't want to. And he, I remember he was like, dude, he was like, I know you don't want to be here and you're pissed off, but he's like, just make some friends. It'll, 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 be, it'll make the stay easier. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I was like, how do I, like, I don't want to. He's like, well, why don't you just throw a party? And I was like, I mean, I guess I could. He was like, mom and dad aren't here. They're not going to be here for another like three days. He's like, how would I just go buy you like 120 something beers and have over a couple friends? And I was like, okay. So I invited over like four or five friends and I remember we just got shit faced playing like beer pong. It was like our like American pie girls came over, you know, people were like hooking up in bathrooms and it was like, I got to live like the American. And I remember it, it did make the rest of my time there because I remember I made friends and uh, I remember we got so fucked up that we went, (laughs) we went out at like, fuck, like four in the morning and there were these like really nice like stone because it's in Maine there are these really nice like stone walls around these big houses and we mm. went out at like four in the morning and I remember we just it was like temporary spray pay it was spray pay spray paint spray Jesus pay. Christ I'm having a stroke but I remember we went out and we just spray painted dicks just multicolored <laughs> neon dicks all over all of it and then we even went to the fire station and spray painted a dick like on the garage and i remember we, we came back in and like the next morning 
like everyone left. But I I always remember that like for the rest of my time at that high school, I had like a group of friends after that because I it's like I cemented myself as like I remember they're like oh like he's cool like we got blackout <laughs> drunk and spray painted yeah. cocks all over a firehouse and it, like that's like another just like positive story I have of John. He was like I know you don't want to, but he's like it's gonna make your time here easier if you just. Because he was like, look, mom and dad are gone, and, like, you and I have already planned on getting drunk. So he's like, we're not even doing anything new. And I was like, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, I just remember we got drunk, and uh, that's, yeah, I think that was the weekend he introduced me to Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That, <laughs> that was the same year he went up and visited you, actually. Yeah, with the, in the rabbit? Yeah. yeah, 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 the rabbit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awesome. That was a good time. Yeah. I remember that. I remember driving home, like, after we in downtown Toronto again we did like exactly the same thing we did in high school we got shit faced early then we just hung out so waited till it was okay to go back yeah. <laughs> fucking ended up heading back home with the rising sun right? yeah. so it was uh, it was that except like fucking Bob O'Reilly was on I'm like hauling down with like fucking six cylinder Pontiac like <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking Bob O'Reilly you're like rocking on the on the radio that was uh, that was a good time Fuck yeah. yeah yeah that was great yeah. I remember yeah yeah Aqua Teen Hunger Force what, the other one he and I used to watch Venture Brothers Venture Brothers Venture yeah. Brothers yeah that whole like block of like uh, yeah. Adult Swim yeah. was like fucking amazing at yeah. that time yeah. yeah those are and those are just some like positive if you can't tell I've been thinking of John a lot lately and yeah that, those are some yeah. things that have just been like like positive memories that have just been cemented in my mind like mm-hmm. waiting until like and for no other reason than that it was like it was like our own fight club but like wait for mom and dad to go to bed and we, we would watch venture brothers and remember yeah. he had like this bottle of like belvedere vodka and we would take like we would take one shot and then we'd put some like uh we'd put some like thc in it we'd like boil it in and so I remember we'd make this THC tincture out of a shot. Uh, and it wasn't enough to get, like, fucked up. Okay. But it was almost like that Keith Moon advice for – right? Is that him? You know, Keith Richardson. I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's it. He was like – people. someone was like, how do you – just very bluntly, someone was like, how, how do you, like, stayed alive all of these years, basically? Right. You know? And he was like – I think it was, like, paraphrasing. He was like, catch a buzz and enjoy the buzz, but don't always be going for the high because that's what kills you. Sure, sure, sure. And I remember John and I would like, I, that's like before I ever knew who he was, but like in hindsight, I can see that's what we were doing is like we didn't, which is very absurd for me, someone that like can't do anything in moderation. I remember, but that was like he and I would just, we'd catch a buzz and we wouldn't mm-hmm. do it every night. We'd do it like two, two nights a week and we did it for like six months or something where we'd take a shot of vodka, we'd boil in some THC. And everyone, John had it in this like little glass vial. Mm. And we put it in. And it was just very, it was, there was like the whole, like, that's also something they say about like drug addicts is like you get addicted to the ritual, not just the, yeah. So we would like, we had like these like saucers, we had these like little like teacups, and we'd like measure out shots and we put them in. And it was like, dink, dink. And then we'd like, we'd pull up his like shitty laptop and pull up Venture Bros. And it was just, we'd, we'd just sip on it and we'd just, catch a nice buzz nothing too much just a buzz yeah and who knows maybe that's just like nostalgia where you look back at memories and 
you think they're better than they were. Maybe they were. Maybe if I could go back to it right now, I'd be like, yeah, this is okay. I don't think it's like, okay, I don't think you can look at, you have to look at things as they are, right? Like mm-hmm. your feelings are your feelings, regardless of what like the reality, you know what I mean? You experience the, the present what you memory experience. Is what it is. Exactly. Exactly. You experience what you experience, John experienced what John experienced, and you guys experienced that thing together, right? Um, when I look, because like I also suffer from myself from like yes overindulgence. I can't just mm-hmm. like you know kind of do something. Yeah. Um, addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Like my family has suffered from addiction. My sister's addicted to crack cocaine. My grandfather's an alcoholic. Like my mom's flirted with like everybody on my mom's side of the family smoked basically. So like there's a heavy addiction. I smoked for most of my life. Um, I smoke pot. Like I've never done hard drugs, only because it's like I know my personality know. Yeah. and it terrifies I me. I, me too. Me too. Um, I know it's the end, so I wouldn't even bother. Um, I, I don't drink alcohol. Like the amount of alcohol I drink in a year is like fucking like literally less than a two four beer. Mm-hmm. Is how much I probably drink in a year. Yeah. Um, I'll go through like phases where like if a holiday around holiday times and shit like that there'll be a couple i'll buy a six pack you know what i mean and i'll like it'll take me 12 days to get through it yeah uh and and those will usually be like sporadic nights like one night i'll be like i'm staying up i'm gonna game all night till 3 a.m and i'll have like two beers yeah and a coffee yeah like that's that's my like big but like for me it's mostly weed right yeah so like i might have like two beers one coffee and like five bone reps the whole <laughs> that'll be like a seven hour like yeah. period of gaming yeah. session and then i'll be like the next day i'll be like oh, uh, okay i don't feel like garbage like it's not like i drank all night but it's like oh, okay i'm not gonna do that for a little bit <laughs> yeah that's that's how i am right now there's like and cutting out the cigarettes helped a lot yeah. you don't realize like I don't, I don't know if you ever smoked or no. not but like i smoked a lot and like when you you realize that most of the hangovers like the cigarettes after a while really it's not the alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, I think I've like, smoked a handful of cigarettes in my life. It's not even, like, it's not worth doing. I don't think I've and the, smoked the hook is time. so bad once it gets set in there. And for me, it was set from, like, youth, right? Because my mom always smoked around me. Grandparents always smoked around me. So I was inhaling that shit. Like, I remember my first cigarette. I, like, took it out of my uncle's pack. It was, in, it was like, I was staying over at his place. It was late. I stayed up late. Took it out of his pack. But I remember that, like, you know that, like, feeling of anxiety you get? They're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck what are cigarettes are great. Like, cigarettes create that. And so they quell it, but it's, like, only temporary. Do you understand? So, mm-hmm. like, for me, who grew up with people smoking, I inadvertently inherited that, like, nicotine addiction. Okay. So it would cause me a lot of anxiety when I was at my dad's because I usually live with my dad. Nobody smoked there. But I'm, like, a smoker who doesn't smoke do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i'm having these like panic attacks and all this shit while i'm at my dad's and it's affecting like my schoolwork and all of this nonsense and then when i get back to my mom's it's like i'm living in that breathing in that environment so by the time i was like 13 i think i remember stealing cigarettes from my uncle and being like a fucking champ like everybody talks about like their first cigarette and they're like eh, eh, eh. and i like fucking took that shit like, lit it up and fucking smoked it was like i was like all right cool like whoa like my head was like whoa but like within 20 minutes i was like i could go for another one of those yeah like it was fucking like that yeah. and it's yeah. been a struggle my whole life like i just not maybe six months ago not even six months ago like fully quit again 
and it's like it, it's fucking hard it yeah. sucks so much especially if you grew up like having any kind of anxiety or anything like that it's like fuck. yeah that's how i am with like that's how i am with like beer yeah or any alcohol i stay i just stay away from liquor because it's just bad news bears for me but like beer it's like better off yeah like, yeah. Like, get it, man. yeah with beer for me it's the same as you there's like i don't know i'd say like two or three nights a year for like the past yeah. five years if even maybe two mm-hmm. where it's like yeah like i'm it's for me and it's like my big night it's like i'm gonna play video games all night yeah exactly right and it's like you know but even then i can start to feel it where it's yeah. like i want another beer i want an, and I, I won't touch liquor but i'll have another beer another beer right and i'll get i'll get drunk and i'll enjoy yeah, it. it but the next day i wake up and i'm like kind of shaky and I'm like, whoo, whoo, I like, ooh, and it's like I feel, feel a nauseated, yeah, nauseous, yeah. thick, yeah. everything kind of hurts. I'm a little anxious. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what did I do last night? Who did I text? And yeah, I'm like, my stomach hurts. Nothing. Water doesn't even taste good. And what I always note is like the little demon on my shoulder that's like, just have another beer, you'll be fine. And that's when I'm like, that's stop. Exactly. That's when I'm like, exactly. That's when I'm like, kill it now, kill it now. And it's enough that I'll do it. Yeah. And then I won't want to touch it for like yeah. six more months. But yeah, man, it's a. Uh, right. It's. That's why I always buy in like small yes. portions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't 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 have it all there. It's. Yeah, I mean, like I know what you're talking about. Like I vividly yeah. remember in yeah. college one time, just like having a couple like drinks. Like it was like during a like a winter break or something, and I was living in the frat house. And I remember it was just like a normal day of like, I think I had work that day or whatever. And I remember I had like a couple of drinks and I just remember I was like, I texted like my best friend who's like still my best friend, went to middle school, high school with. And uh, I remember I, this was like winter 2010. And I remember texting him and I was like, I was like, just having like a, I was like having a couple of drinks and he was like, nice, nice. And I was like, I love a couple of drinks. And I was like, because I just get the feeling of everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And I remember he was like, he was like, man, that, he was like, that sounds like, that sounds like anxiety. And me being me, I was like, fuck you. I don't have anxiety. I'm invincible. I'm Tommy. I work out. I'm going to go to med school like a douche and like a the angel that this individual is he was like sure like all right you know it's all right like i know you i've known you for 10 years at this point like i know this is what you're gonna do so i'm not gonna fight it but i always remember that sure, yeah, yeah. yeah i always remember that because i was like you know why i love a couple of drinks and he was like just you know let loose you know it's the weekend it's semester's over it's winter break and i was like no because i get this this wave of everything's gonna be okay and I remember he was like, yeah. did, did you have a tough day? And I was like, no, just in general. Shuts I was like, their fucking voice down. I was, like, I was like, do you just remember? I was like, no, just that general feeling of every day that like life is fucked, society's crumbling, and like I hate myself, and that nothing good's going to happen, and terror <laughs> waits behind every door. And he was like, that right. sounds like general anxiety disorder. And I was like, no, you're retarded. In hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that to me that is like the biggest threat it's not that i get drunk and i'm like i feel so good let's go fuck hoes let's go burn it down like saturdays for the boys it's not that the true insidiousness of alcohol for me is i get a glimpse of everything being okay and i sort of live in that realm where like 
nothing is ever okay. And I've just kind of learned to live there. I'm 30. I've been doing right. it for like 20 years now. Yeah. To me, that's the danger of alcohol. It's like I get a glimpse of like the Garden of Eden. That's, yeah, that's the danger of all. Like yeah. Any, any, anything that's like an opiate or like any yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah, because you don't. And I think it's common in our generation because of the shit we're like living through right now and now because of how little power we have over it it's just kind of happening it just it's just this feels like this ball that's rolling over us and that we're like what the fuck you know what i mean like i get it i totally get them like, I feel like, like we have yeah a car going like, downhill and i'm not driving correct and that's why i think sometimes we see a lot of like ex- dream uh reactions to the things that happen is because people are really scared and they don't know what else to do and yeah the natural human response to like being cornered if a herd is being hunted or you feel like danger is scream. you scream at the top of your lungs you scream yeah. fire you scream you like but like cornered it's like but turn right. fight exactly and so like sometimes our base human reactions take over um for threats that aren't necessarily like next to us it's like a fight or flight you know what i mean but it's but it's literally happening in like we're using software from like millions of years ago you know when it's like our forest is under attack yeah 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 but like the forest has gotten so big that you couldn't even go to the other side of the forest in a day you know what i mean like it's so all-encompassing and like everyone's like the forest is burning down but you're like my forest looks okay but like everyone says the forest is burning down yeah (laughs) but like and then this side is also saying the forest is burning down for a different reason (laughs) but like yes or you're like or you're like they're engineering the burning down and i don't want a part of it exactly it's like it's literally two people on either side of the fire blaming others the other side for the fire the smoke that's coming in their face exactly but the point is that actually none of us paid attention and we just let this fire happen like let's be real and the reality (laughs) is is you're gonna die before the fire kills you exactly this bonfire lasts for thousands of years you're gonna die from old age right before this fire kills you right that's and that that's like what i'm grappling with now is like i wonder how much of my anxiety is just being like too overly plugged into like it's a COVID. It's a Trump v. Biden. It's a it's a steal the election. It's a, I gotta go fucking make a difference. Versus it's like control your reality, control those around you, hold the door, diet, take pride and let you know dress well, take a shower, shave, brush your teeth, you know, set small goals. But man, don't try to don't try to like save. Don't you, you can't. You're not going to save the whole forest. It's like because you're right we're using software from it's you your four cavemen a couple girls a couple babies and you guys got a fire in the cave and like three spears and you protect that spear yeah like humans beyond a group of 50 don't work well together no can't go beyond 50 people like this is it's been shown in a lot of different like there's a reason like army platoons are separated and often the guys don't even know each other in their own platoons right it's not because like they don't need to know each other. Mm-hmm. They just need to know that, like, your platoon, like your dudes are your dudes, and these dudes are our dudes. But we're still on the same side. Like that's that's I mean, human beings have worked like that for forever. That's how vassal states were yeah. created. You know, like in vassal regions, that's what they were. They were like, you're on our team, but you're not like our group. Mm-hmm. That's how you can think of like regiments in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're all on the same team, but like even like 
your special forces and Canadian special forces are on the same team, yeah. but they work for different countries. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like the NATO so, Warsaw Pact. Like absolutely. Like if our special forces comes upon your special forces under shit, they're going to save you and vice versa. But like they, they don't, they have their own like areas of, you know, effect. Yeah. If that makes sense to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And it's, that's what for me i always have to find this like middle ground between part of me is like because for years like i purposely just like never even like not just didn't pay attention to politics or news but actively Mm -hmm. would like nope not watching that because i was just like i'm trying to get into med school this is what i'm doing and after a while i kind of did feel guilt because i was like you i do have to pay attention like Mm -hmm because things happen and we look at it in hindsight and we're like oh the rise of hitler or like whatever the creation of the 13 colonies and it's like it's easy to look at it centuries later and be like oh this movement of people but like i do have to like be active like you at the very least just be aware of what's going on because otherwise like you're going to be led like you know like cattle to slaughter but i found probably being more involved than I ever have been like the last four years being more involved than I have been in my whole life I found that there are diminishing returns there's a point where it's like hey man like that's not your identity you know like when I laugh at people because I don't watch any sports so when I mm-hmm. laugh at people like and I'm from New England which just had like a championship two decades of of Patriots football yeah. Red Sox yeah. baseball Bruins hockey Celtics basketball like they've just had something that will never happen again even that like i'd watch and i'd cheer but i'd purposely never like get too into it because i'd be watching like a football game with family members and they'd be like oh I'm so pissed off and i'll be like why are you letting like that's not physically near you it's happening in foxborough these are people that you don't know tom brady and fucking teddy bruce here whoever these are guys that make more money in a year than you or your kids will make combined in a lifetime yeah they don't care about you this isn't actually real and it's why are you letting these avatars through space and time can give you very real feelings. Sure, you can get mm-hmm. euphoric, but you can also be, I can't fucking believe they lost. I, you know, I had friends in college. I'm not going out tonight. I'm not going to the bars. I'm so mad at the Falcons. I'd be like, dude, there are a lot of hot girls, and there's like there are 25 cent drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, we're 20. Let's go. Let's go seize this. And they'd be like, no, I can't. I can't even see straight. And I'd be like, why are you letting that ruin your life? But then here I am looking at something where I'm like, you know, admittedly, I'm like, oh, fuck, Biden yeah, won, and it's pissing me off. And I'm like, yo, hit the brakes. I have a podcast where I can text one of my older brother's best friends, in a way, a link to like a link to my deceased brother, and I can talk to him and enjoy this. We can laugh and tell ridiculous stories, and then I can close this. I can upload it. I'm going to go have a Hot Pocket, a Philly Cheese Hot Pocket. Thank you very much. I'm going to fuck around on some Far Cry 5, maybe FaceTime a friend later. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah, and the reality, it's not, that's like, what I mean. It's is, not the thing that was just set up, like this whole, like, I, like I'm aware of the narrative that has been stop being pushed in the yeah. last, like, six months specifically. And let me guarantee you right now, the last six months was not, like, some epic battle between communism the, and it, capitalism, okay? Yeah, was, your, your Democrats to the rest of us English-speaking Western countries, your people. Democrats are our Republicans. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. Like, they are not anti-capitalist. They are, they are so, they won't even let you have health care. <laughs> like, that's, think about that. Those are your leftists? Yeah. Fuck off, 
man. Yeah. You don't have leftists in your country. You yeah. don't. You have like maybe a handful of five who are senators have who have very little power other than like starting shit on Twitter. And like that's it. They don't have real institutional power. Most of them are newer like on both sides, I'm talking about like Yang, like all of these people are newer politicians. They don't have that like institutional power. Yeah. All they can do is like swipe on Twitter. That's yeah. their power right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and most of them had to like primary people in their own party who were just like Democrats who were so far right that they were like, I can't deal with this old fuck anymore. Like yeah. that's usually where it is. So this idea that like, like our right, like Ontario right now is under a very in our opinion, a very far right, like P, uh, prime minister or not prime minister, minister of our, like our, that would be the, the governor, I guess. Right. Like very, like the, their family has long held business in this country. Like the fam- do you remember Rob Ford, that crack <laughs> smoking mayor psychopath? Yeah. Yeah. His brother is now our, <laughs> the running our <laughs> province. Really? Yes. Jesus Christ. This is what I mean. Like, so, and even he's like, all right, we need COVID closed down. Everybody wear a mask. Like, let's fucking get, make sure people get money. Like, I'm still unemployed, but I'm still getting 1600 bucks a month. Like, you know what I mean? Because they're not going to let us go homeless. Because right. even even the right wing realizes if there's nobody to buy our shit, we can't no, sell our shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't like have they your get country it. club if no one's buying your corporations. Exactly. Good. And if the people can't afford to work there because they like literally can't afford to live in the city anymore, yeah. then who the fuck are you gonna hire? Yeah, right. And you then know like, what I mean the I, engineer isn't gonna go work at your country club when he loses his job. When he has so, nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and it I, doesn't and, work that way. And I see my own cognitive dissonance where yeah. like everyone gets 600 bucks and that was like a two trillion dollar package and i was like yeah well you know people need some money and then like as soon as like biden gets like the certified election and on january 6th he's like i'm unveiling like a 1.8 trillion dollar thing where everyone's gonna get like whatever the number is 1100 bucks and i vividly remember looking at my phone and part of me was like we're just spending all this money we don't and another part of me was like you were fine with that Eight months ago, like to myself, like part of me was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, shithead, you were fine with that, just the other month." But and from an economic standpoint, it actually makes more sense to just keep fun. I know it sounds stupid, like yeah. it sounds like you're just giving everybody money, but no, if people fundamentally can't keep working for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Industries are shut down. Like there's still economic collapse after that. Are still coming after this, but like if people can't do that but we still need to keep industry running and we still need to keep these things going then the logical solution it's like keeping a fountain running that's yeah. like gone off the thing okay let's fucking dump a bunch dump of water into it water. keep the motor running so that it's it oiled destroyed. Yeah. do you know what i mean yeah or like if you're trying to like resuscitate or like test an engine yeah. that has been off or like been had some done work done on it you don't run it through the oil system on the car you fucking take it off you have run it like like doing Diagnostic. a blood transfusion yeah. man but like sometimes you fucking you shit have to. has to go because like the alternative emergencies is... happen man yeah. like th- to think that this stuff doesn't happen well, and it's like and you know what the ironic thing about like this is so fucking morbid the Republican Party, by not addressing COVID properly, lost so many of its voters. Yeah. Let them die. Let them die. Like, And then wonder, why are we losing by a couple hundred thousand? Because they're actually 
because they're dead. Like they didn't get a chance to vote. Yeah, they're dead, yeah. and they're not dead because COVID is such like. And that's another thing, the misunderstanding of like how this virus works. Yeah, okay. Chances are, you and me, we get it. We're fine. We might have some like depending on our genetics, there might be some like outlying get shit. A sick, yeah, you know what I mean. There has been some cases of people like having like. Some people have lungs basically of a smoker for the mm-hmm. rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Some people can't smell a taste. Like it affects di- people differently. Mm-hmm. But by and large, people are not dying because like it's not like it's treatable. Yeah. We know what it takes, but it's like there's too many fucking people in the in the in the hospitals. Like that's 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 yeah, yeah that's the, right? it's not that it's impossible, it's just that it's it's, it's not, overwhelmed, it's right? Not it's hard like to it's hold like, a penny, but it's hard to hold a hundred thousand like, pennies. It's like everybody needs McDonald's at the same time, but five of the ten McDonald's have shut down or like are not working. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so everybody has been forced into five McDonald's. Yeah. So guess what? Not everybody's getting fed. Yeah. So many you have to die. And the terrible thing is it's like people I remember people talking about like Obamacare death councils. Mm-hmm. This is it. This man. is it. This is your death council. This is this your is... you get to live, you don't get to live. Yeah. And it's and it, it was totally preventable. Yeah. I mean, like I'm I I like business. I like the ability of people who are good at you know who are who make good shit to be able to make money off of it. I have nothing against people being rich, yeah. any shit like that. Sure. But the way you guys deal with your fucking healthcare, it's like we realized a long time ago. Buy wholesale. Buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. Buy it like you're going to Costco. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't buy it like you're going to some fucking fancy Brazilian restaurant where you have to individually order everything on the menu yeah. and you're taxed on every single fucking thing. They like have it's to go so kill stupid. the lamb out back and cut exactly. it. Right? Like when you think about it, the, the the reason everybody thinks American healthcare is amazing is because people from other countries go for specialized care. Very specific. But specialized care just means, okay, that's like having a town with only sushi restaurants. Mm -hmm. Like, who the fuck cares? That's great that you can do this one thing all over the world, but you have a city of two million people who can't get basic fucking care. Yeah, who can't get just... What's the point? What's the point? You know, like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah, you have this ball and sushi restaurant, but no 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 one can get a gallon of milk and some ground beef. Right. Whereas now you can actually have a situation where you could have that sushi restaurant. You can have those things, but like the sushi restaurants are better off because, and you know this because you were in, you were on this pathway. You know goddamn well that everybody who goes to be a doctor does not want to be a doctor because it's an amazing thing to do to help people. Hmm. They do it because they know it's a fucking payday. A lot of people. Yeah, right? and I, no, I, I was admittedly half and half. I loved the idea of helping people. I love. Thank God you were at least half and a half. A lot of people, and I know this; it goes everywhere. But like, and I have no problem with doctors being rich. That's, but yes, yeah. if you go to fucking school for six years and have to do the shit that they have to do, absolutely, yeah. you get paid better. But it shouldn't be because like, there's like big corporations that sell drugs, like kind of. Yeah. Controlling po- shit, you know, lining what I mean? your pockets because you prescribe the exactly. new whatever Pfizer, yes. Smith Klein, right? The, yeah, like the basic thing. I don't know. It, it's just like weird to me. Like you guys need, if you're going to, you want to talk about national security? Okay, health is a national security. If yeah. you have large pop- portions of your population get sick all at once, you are susceptible to certain things yeah. from other. Like, I, I don't understand how everything is like, oh, communism, they're coming to get us, da 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 But, like, we don't close the gate. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. you can't, you, we're talking about, like, getting, like, 
again, yeah, you need national defense, you need guns and shit, but guns aren't going to stop a virus. Yeah. Guns aren't going to stop your fucking infrastructure from getting shut they're down. They're not going to stop unemployment. They're not going to exactly. stop fentanyl. They can only, they, they're a tool for a purpose. Absolutely, they are. Sure. And they do that purpose well. But you don't fucking build a house with a hoe. You know what I mean? Like, you use the right tool for the right job. And in this case, I think you guys need to go. And I think you, I don't think there should be a federal. I think it should be, it should be still state, but it should be like the way they implemented the drinking age. Yeah. Like, fine. You guys don't want to take care of your fucking people. We won't take care of you. Yeah. Like, that's how it should be. It should yeah. be held at hostage. Fine. You don't want to like give your people the decent health care and, and still have the option. If you're rich, you can go to these fancy places if you want. Absolutely. But everybody doesn't go bankrupt because they broke their fucking leg. Yeah. And they just happened to not be employed at the time. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like I remember when my sister's husband lost her job and they were paying like two grand a month to a company called Cobra. Like a company literally named after the bad guy in G.I. Joe. And these are your friends? Like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> Think about it. Like, just yeah. like step away from the whole like, you cool. know, whatever, cool. like yeah. right or wrong. You got people paying two grand just to, to keep like. Cobra. To Cobra. And, and, and it was because my nieces, my three nieces, all had pre-existing conditions. They were all born with childhood arthritis. Not something they could help, right? But because of that, they're now their parents now owe this company you know x amount of dollars just because they had that problem yeah so yeah. it was super night and day when my sister got divorced like she got a divorce she if she had stayed in georgia she would i don't know she might be homeless now now with covid and everything that happened she might not because she didn't have an education she was just a stay-at-home mom right she was a good one but she couldn't make so much money by herself yeah but she was able to come up here and Sick Kids Hospital is the number one children's hospital in the world. It's located here in Toronto. And they they opened a case on those three. Like an international study on my nieces has been opened because their childhood arthritis that wasn't covered by anybody in Georgia was so unique that they thought, okay, shit, these girls need to be researched. Like this is something that could save a lot of kids. So it's just like even because the medicine was set up differently, you miss this super huge opportunity to study this rare thing that might save other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you can say, yeah, it's great to make money, but look at all this fucking real opportunity you're losing. Look at all this IP. Look at all this shit that's just going out down the fucking tubes because you're like, oh, it's not covered. Yeah. (laughs) It's like fucking ridiculous. I thought I just saw a poof of smoke. Oh, not on my end. Maybe you good? Yeah, it looked like I was just watching it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Is Rob smoking?" And I realized it was right here. And I was like, "It'd be a lot more than a poof. You just like a blackout." <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it's like you know, you can almost draw analogies between like the actual creation of the military-industrial complex and why that can apply to healthcare. And the reasoning is, yeah. is that. Yeah as much as we need to keep the military industrial complex at bay, the reality is, is that what Curtis LeMay said is right when America got into the war, when we first went into Europe, the European theater, mm-hmm. uh, at the rate that our planes were being shot down versus the rate at which we are producing new ones, 
he said that we'll be out of planes in 30 days. Obviously, we ramped up the War Powers Act under FDR. LeMay later became the uh, Secretary of Air Force, and then the head of the Strategic Air Command was right there with Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Crazy guy, great guy. The reasoning is, is that for all future things, it was like, just because we're not at war in Korea or Vietnam, doesn't mean that we can just shut down all of the um, assembly lines of M1 Abram tanks or H1s or whatever, fighter jets, F-16s, naval destroyers, because when war strikes and war doesn't strike at a time of convenience, when war strikes, it's not just that, right? It's not just back to the fountain analogy. Whoops. It's not just that you can, you know, let the let the fountain run dry and then oh, we'll put water in it when we need it. It's like, no, yeah. you're going to destroy the fountain. And now yeah. the, the cost of making a new fountain is going to far outweigh the cost of just putting some bottled water in there. And mm-hmm. it's that's what the entire like that's what the entire like argument for like industrial like industrial comp military industrial complexes is like you have to at least keep like a skeleton crew of like trained like professionals in you know who can whatever create new avionics for you know f-16s or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. they're on and it's you have to keep that line so that you can take that engine and you can turn it up to 10 in a time of war but you never want to turn it off and like and i get that argument but that argument needs to apply to healthcare, where we have to have this thing where it's like we can't just have this thing come in and kill everyone because now it's like come like now tesla's whatever back in like may they're like we're using we're tapping tesla and gm to build ventilators and it's like where we should have had like a system running at the very least at one and been able to turn the dial as opposed to now we have to build a system it's like no turn it on right yeah yeah so in yeah. conclusion there's no reason <laughs> that like yeah if you can subsidize like other shit like food and and pharmaceuticals there's no reason you can't subsidize having like literally machine it's literally just having machines it's not even you don't even have to keep these machines running a lot of them are run like on like motherboards right so it's like electronic so if you had like an extra 20 percent of ventilators stored somewhere like say texas right or some central like location you know then we know okay well like fucking montana is like where all of our ventilators are in case this shit goes down we have a clear route from montana to every other state or you know what i mean like central location we have the air we have the airstrip set up we can go berlin airlift to every city exactly there and needs to be like backup for these for shit like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, and the thing it's is, so is we dumb. do have those backups, but it's only for the shit that kills people. They're like, we I have know. all of our nukes, we have all of our fighter like, jets. right away though. Even that, but even that, like, what's the point? Like, that's great that we have all this like anti nuke stuff, but like, nuke is a nuke. Like, it's like once that shit starts popping up, it's over in some regard. It, you know what I mean? In every regard, exactly. Over. Like, there's this is not the same world we live in as soon as that thing goes yeah, off. Put a gun to your head if a nuke goes right. off. Because this isn't yeah. this isn't oh they bombed Pearl Harbor, this no. is this is this that is lands lobby. irradiated for the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Like Revelations is here. <laughs> like yeah. it's so. In conclusion, today's thesis is if you if you support the military industrial complex, that means you also support healthcare. So I guess swallow that red pill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in a way, I think both should be. I think that's how like one. It's like one. Yeah, one is at eleven and one is at two, and they both need to be brought to five. Yes. 
a, a steady that, five, a that, steady boil, a steady, you know, a simmer. Yeah, and one can will. be turned down, and and they both can be turned down, and both can be turned up. That's, exactly, but not permanently. Like no. that's the thing that's they can't just be like, oh well, and then eventually turned off quietly. Yeah, yeah, in the background. Yeah. yeah, and that's the sound of a right. heart monitor flatlining. Because what's the difference if you can't reach for like a mag of ammo? Uh, or you can't reach for like a doctor to resuscitate a victim. It's the same shit. You're it's still losing national, bodies. It's both national security. You're losing you're, bodies. You're losing man. workers. You're losing other. members of your tax pool. Exactly. That you yeah. use to get money from. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe the real lesson I've learned in the last four years is I don't fucking want anything to do with politics. I think politics takes takes these words, capitalism, socialism, communism, and they make them so black and white. Instead of making them what they are, which is like tools, yeah. right? They're different ideas of setting up things, and neither all three of them have flaws because they're human inventions. Yeah. So they and there were human inventions that were invented hundreds of years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> like so, like let's think about this. What else really? Like even your constitution has amendments. Like fuck, like yeah. But like no, these economic things are untouchable. Like these, how these are forever. And it's exactly. like again, we're we're using that caveman software. Yeah. for a space age world right right it, it, it needs to more be like okay this area of industry is 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 economically capitalist and this area of our industry is economically socialist so the reason is because people need to live with food and water and da 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 da, da. but people don't need sports cars and jets and like <laughs> like fun things and guns and like these aren't necessarily part of life that like oh man if i don't fire my gun today i'm not gonna live you know what i mean like you have to eat every day you have to drink every day you yeah. have to have a roof over your head or you, you, sick, you will die of exposure yeah exactly guns are fun guns, guns are, are awesome fun. and they're cool to protect yourself with absolutely but what's the point of protecting yourself of you've got nothing, nothing to protect, to protect. yeah exactly, exactly right? right so like like it's gotta be some order yeah. <laughs> to the importance of things. Right? Yeah. I'm not anti any of these yeah. things. I'm not. I love buying shit. I like seeing things improve and get cooler and get better. Uh, I yeah. love technology and yeah. the way it advances. But I don't like it when I see like a tech company living like a fucking king with their like little fiefdom of like you know like personal company security and militias and well, personal armies and like personal fucking like literal like surrounding themselves with like uh dorms like corporate dorms yeah like oh well, yeah you see right? it's like you don't get a house you just live here no no it's like campuses Google. though right it's like campus i know google campus, apple yeah, that campus. shit terrifies me they're just these nation no states way. sprouting up Basically, yeah. I mean, and then there's so many PMCs. Like, what, what, what stopped these people from just like, wa- like walling off San Francisco and just being like, "This is no longer part of America anymore." This is, Go fuck yourself. This is Silicon Valley. <laughs> like, this is, this like, is making a country. This is Silica right. instead of Silicon Valley. Or just this like is Silica taking over all of California, all the way down to like New Mexico. Like, just taking Honestly, over that area of the state. I don't states. think that's that far fetched. I know that's the scary point. Like we've let them just do whatever they want for so fucking long. Only a matter of time before Goldman Sachs and like Barclays buys off like all of Manhattan Island, sets up again a perimeter, gets some like naval patrol boats. Yeah, I mean, if if I mean, if anyone can afford Blackwater or whatever it is now, XE contracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll buy off some guys that are making eighty grand a year in the Rangers or Delta Force. Give them five hundred. Yeah. Set up a perimeter. Here's yeah. the best weapons money can buy. 
Yep. You know, maybe that's the natural evolution of things. Maybe it's just. And the thing is, that thing sucks. That's what sucks, though, because as soon as that shit starts, we're done. Because, like, you can't undo that. If a billionaire can, like, well, it also makes you so susceptible to every other country. Yes. Okay. Google yes. Google took over California. What's going to stop Putin from being like, hey, Alaska's ours again? Exactly. Come get it. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. the only reason we don't go to war is because these countries know not to do these things. What happens when something comes along that shows, well, America's actually kind of susceptible to this or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. scares me about Corona. That's what scared me about like all the shit that's been going on. Not that the side, like one side, one and the other side, it's like, you guys aren't the only ones watching that. Yeah. Everybody's watching you. Oh, everybody's watching. Everybody saw all those people run into the, like yeah. everybody. Yeah. So even, enemies your like everybody yes. saw that yes like well that's the that's time not strike. good that's the time <laughs> like, strike. during a civil war that's when you get in right? exactly it's when you see I know, you know when right? the teachers that's... are talking to each other at the front of the room that's when you can sneak out or go get on your phone yeah. if they see the nation collapsing right. that's when it's like alaska's ours that's when china moves on taiwan Right, exactly. half divided. Well, you can see them doing it already. Yeah, oh, they're already moving on Taiwan. They're already moving. Yeah, on. it's like, and then back to what we were saying earlier. Part of me is like, as we talk about this, I feel my heart rate getting up, and I'm like, "Fuck!" With America's falling, yeah, and then too. part of me is just like, you know, they're telling me the forest is on fire, but I'm looking around and I'm like, "Hey, the electricity's okay. on." The I think it's one of those. It's one of those in the direction that it is currently headed if if nobody steps up and changes the direction of the country yes it, it, it's a possibility but your country's also been here before and it's had leaders step up and change the direction so it's like yeah. it, it can happen That's, it's just like you're going through some shit and some other growing pains as well yeah. like the information and and like propaganda and who is controlling like who's controlling the information that is getting into your country yes Exactly. Who knows exactly? Who exactly, the fuck right? knows? Like, exactly. like what 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 custom tailored uh, yeah. Facebook feed are you getting? You know, right? And if like, and if you're some weird nerd like me, and you follow a bunch of weird shit, then you know that like scammers and fucking like not hackers, but like people who like do phishing and like all this kind of shit is so has grown so much more because we have all of these countries where people can't really make money, but they have the internet. Hmm. And scams and fucking getting people to like click on shit for ad revenue is the easiest way to to make money right now online. And it's crazy. You just like, you can set up, like, I know there was groups of people who were just like running Americans against each other. Like they would literally be like the Obama and then the Trump and like they're just the same guy running the fucking pages. Running the both. They would would do blue lives. uh, They do blue lives rallies and the black lives uh, rallies and they would just and and then the NSA would track the IP address of who made both Facebook groups and it's like Beijing. And it's like because they're just like hey but the game watchdogs that's one thing you can do is when you're trying so to take easy. down a compound yeah. what you do is you hack into you hack and you like you choose you see a security guard outside let's say a building you order a mob mm. hit on that guy and then at the same time you call 911 on that guy so 911 comes to apprehend that guy and then a mob comes and does a drive by and now all of a sudden you got this skirmish and as the skirmish is happening yeah. you run in the back door and go grab the hard drive out of whatever and that's 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 a great game watchdogs too but like you can do that why isn't yeah. that happening on a national level 
Right. It's because it is. Like I guarantee you. Shit. Yeah. I played Daisy. I played I played Daisy, which is a video game where there's factions, and we spread disinformation on the Discord all the time, <laughs> like just to fuck with people. You always do it. You're like, hey, high tower, uh, we're heading to the like trade shop. Uh, gonna go up Comensk way, and like you just wait to the forest south of Kamensk and you're like, oh, here comes the ambush, five fuckers. And they like they come up like clockwork, man. Because they're always like reading. They're always in your DMs and shit. So you can set them up. That's why we have our own private Discord for like our own clan, right? But then we'll we'll leak shit publicly. And then just yeah. And then five guys will show up to try to ambush us and the three of us are behind them. We wait until they set up and we just fucking run up on them and blow them away. Like it's Jesus. If it works in video games, why wouldn't you it work know it's working else? in real life? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean the the CIA used to do that with the U two spy so planes. What yeah, they yeah. used they used to take they used to take the U two uh, manual. They would take that manual and they used to take it, leave it out in the sun leave coffee rings on it, tear a couple pages, mm. and then they would go disperse these in the Soviet Union. So they would right. find what looked like weathered and lost U-2 flight manuals. Mm. And so they were all like, hey, we got how this thing works. But the reality is, is these were false manuals. They had all these specifications about things that the U-2 could actually do much better. So they'd be like, all right, it says ceiling's 40,000 feet. Reality, the ceiling was 70. So it's, but it's just, that was back in the, that was back in the late 50s and early 60s. Mm-hmm. Like, Fucking hey, man. Fucking hey. It's super like basic like human psychology. If if you're like good at being a tricky little fuck, like you can get far in like life and like games and shit. Like I I've been playing a lot of Daisy lately, so my mind's kind of there. But like even the way we set up like our base, like our home base, there's like there's bait loot all over the place. Yeah. Like I got like four crates that just like oh there's two M4s and like a mag in there and like because I want them to stop and be like holy shit they got M4s oh we're gonna grab yeah. these M4s. and they don't go upstairs and grab the LARs and the fucking like dragon off sniper rifles yeah. that we yeah. got right <laughs> so like yeah that's the point leave yeah, yeah leave fake yeah yeah and it's leave like high ish tier loot down like AKs yeah. and like M4s and shit like that yeah. stuff that they that aren't super run of the mill but like yeah. don't and I had a good run yeah. on two Vega shotguns like yeah. the auto shotguns last run yeah. I went on it's fucking great yeah you don't don't leave them shit like a Jeep Grand Cherokee you leave them like a you leave them a new like a Range Rover but you don't leave them a decked out Land Rover Right, no, just enough exactly. to pull them. We don't, yeah, the Land Rover that has like a mounted turret on top. Yeah, that's don't upstairs. leave them that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, upstairs. Exactly. The yeah. Jeep is the shitty thing outside. Inside is like a brand new semi tinted window Range Rover. Yeah. yeah. One of these days, one of these days, when when you get to the point where this is just like running, doing its thing, and you can start like playing some games and shit, and I got a like gaming PC, we're going to play some Daisy. Fuck yeah. Because. You want to play a game like <laughs> you want to play like that real that thing that you told me about where you can just do anything. Yeah. That's the fucking game. We get in there, we meet up, we make a base, and we just go fucking raise hell. Yeah. We like that? grow weed and shit in that game. That's insane. Yeah, and like make bricks and like sell them. And like one guy did this video of like I I became the richest guy on the server, and he just like basically maxed out his bank account and then every time people at the end he's like all right i did what i did and so people would come in and be like yo what do you need and they're like uh i don't know he's like yo here's some night vision goggles and a fucking sniper rifle <laughs> they're like what the fuck yeah 
I mean, see, that's like so much money. That's CIA tier shit. You just go in yeah. and you're like, hey, fuck those guys, right? And they're like, yeah, they're like, here's some miniguns and here's some Dude, fighter jets. You can do it all the time. You like supply other factions. You Jesus. Like, so you can yeah. just be like a Rothschild, just fund both sides of the war? If you want. Like, fuck. see, the faction I'm with, we're called the Hunter faction, and basically we're neutral. Uh, we don't have any alliances, but we also don't have any real enemies. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you shoot us, in the open and we all wear like green armbands like you're fucked yeah. basically because <laughs> like you've gone us now you owe us loot essentially yeah. and you don't fuck with us because our area is in a castle surrounded by really thick forest and those forests have like 12 wolf spawns and bear spawns so there's like you just trying to sneak through the forest is you're gonna get attacked by a pack of wolves killed. yeah and we're gonna hear you coming because you're gonna be like fucking firing your shotgun trying to stay alive so like it's crazy man i remember how i remember when john used to i remember he would play red alert and mm-hmm. i remember one thing he would always do is he'd make great walls of tesla coils so instead of having Tesla sure. coils, which all cover like, you know, whatever, 20 feet with from them, however many yeah, blocks yeah. on the grid it would be, John would actually put them next to each other. Yeah. And he would just create these walls of Tesla coils. And I remember it was enough that it wasn't, so it slowly bumped up from the ability to shock people to where there were enough of them that would strike at the same time that he could blow up tanks. Right. And I remember he would just win these games and be playing it on like expert level. And I'll be like, I'd be like, but you didn't develop into the newest thing where you can build nukes and shit. And he'd be like, because Tesla coils, they're just cheap enough that there's no yeah. reason to go past that. So he would just build right. like two deep, three deep. And I would just be like, why are you doing that? And he would just be like, because it wins. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what tanks you give at me. He's like, I'm he's just DPS with the... min-maxing, like damage he's, per second. Exactly. He's like, exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'm, yeah. it doesn't matter what, doesn't matter how many people you send over here. I'm yeah. going to hit them with the true. finger of God. And Same, yeah. I used to watch him in awe, and I'd be like, "You're a fucking military commander." Or like sometimes, remember he would go try to like take cities. Yeah. And I'd be like, "Why aren't you getting like there's like you know mammoth tanks and like you know, different things?" But he would just get your basic like run of the mill like level one like rocket soldiers, where he'd be like three right. soldiers each, each with rocket launchers, and it'd take like mm-hmm. whatever ten seconds to reload, and they'd only do so much damage. But what he would do is he would just spawn, and I shit you not, he would just spawn these groups of like three to four hundred. And it was like, why are you doing that? Never. They cover each other's reason. They cover each other, and they all fire rockets at the same time. So you'd see like a tank coming, and like the computer would slow down because they'd all say whatever the same word. You know, they'd all be like, target ahead. But you just hear like, it'd be like echoing. You'd be like, target ahead. And they'd all turn and go, whoom, and they'd hit it. And it would just, not only that, they'd shoot so many that some would keep going because the tank was already destroyed. So it would just fly into the guy's time. And it'd be like, okay, whatever. Sometimes they'd ride a tank right through them and they'd, you know, just mush a red line where they just squished all the soldiers. (laughs) But it didn't matter because it was like an amoeba. It would just turn around and just cover in the target ahead and they'd all just boom. And he used to beat these games using like tier, like level one weapons. And I was just like, I just thought he was a genius. But it's kind of that, right? You can just find these like, these weird tactical advantages where it's like. Like, that's why I really, like I was playing hardcore, like, Call of Duty for the last six months, like just nonstop. And then I started playing DayZ because, like, Call of Duty, the, the whole point is like who can shoot first. Mm-hmm. But, like, DayZ, it's like, okay, you have to hit your shots, absolutely, and like know 
I'd say it's even more realistic with gun recoil and shit like that. But like, it's about stalking people. It's about like understanding how people think when they're looting and when they're running away. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like a gunfight can last forty minutes sometimes with yeah. one person. Yeah, because like you're repositioning and yeah. you're like fucking trying to rush in and you're like, oh shit, he hit me. I gotta like go back and rebandage and like eat something to like recover yeah. some of my health. Yeah, like, just chill in a bush for like five minutes. Yeah, just wait for it to. Yeah, you have to think like that, right? Yeah. And I like shit like depending that. on how you're playing. Um, if you're using like in-game voice, it's hilarious because like other people, you can hear them like yelling and shit. Like, get down! They're in the left. They're in the barn. <laughs> you're like, I'm almost dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember uh, Halo Online, um, mm. and it was like it was like Halo One. So this was like two thousand two or two thousand three, like old old. But I remember we had it online, and I remember me and some friends. Actually, I look back at it. I'm like, that's like it's like deliciously deceptive what we used to do because we realized we had one like my best friend, like the one who I like texted when I lived in the frat house, like that same friend, and. Uh, he was like globally ranked on like Halo, but it was, but even then it didn't matter because if he had me and like five other shitty friends, that one global ranking didn't do much. Right. And it was because as a team, it didn't matter what your kill to death ratio is. If everyone's dying except one guy, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, Having Michael Jordan on a team of retards, he can yeah, only yeah. carry the team so much. So I remember we actually devised this plan where I would go out and I would join other teams but then like he and I would talk on the cell phone so there'd be like chat on the game yeah, but then yeah, there'd yeah. be like out of like earshot that like, happens on Daisy sometimes we play too on, yeah. well, I would go into other teams and then right at the right moment I might play with that team for like four or five rounds but then when I met up and we were playing my best friend I'd be like you know like, we'd have like a go word or whatever it is you know, like I think one of the ones we used was like was like Pearl Harbor. It was like Tiger, Tiger, mm. Tiger. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I would wait until all of my guys were getting ready to go siege, and then I would just take the rocket launcher and shoot it right into the ground. I'd kill myself. I'd kill all yeah. of them, <laughs> and right, then right. he would swoop in, and they'd be like, "What the fuck? It was a team killer." And right, my name right. was always just Mr. Happy. And they'd be like, Happy is... And I'd be like, I'm sorry. It, it was an accident. I was trying to... But because I would only do it once every, like, five rounds, I could write it off as, like, a, I just clicked, like, the wrong button. Because right, it's not like right, I did right. it nonstop. So it'd be like, but it was just this tactical, like, knife in the side. Right at the right... Yeah, I was tactical like goofball. <laughs> I was, like, 12. But I look back, yeah. and I'm like, that's evil. Yeah. We were yeah, like, yeah, we're like, talking about... Yeah, it was just fuck. Tactical goofball. Yeah, we like it's same like Daisy. Sometimes you, you at nighttime, you know, you're cold, so groups will start a fire. But you can see the fires, like even in the forests during the day, you can see the smoke and shit. So like I've seen people who have like stalked people, like groups of two or three guys that are just sitting around the the fire, either cooking or just trying to warm up, and they'll run up and they'll just drop a grenade and run away, and then, <laughs> like, way too quickly for their guys to realize what's going on. They're like, hey, what? <laughs> it's, like, done. And the other times we do things like suicides, where, like, I would, like, pull a grenade, but I wouldn't even throw it. Yeah. I would just stand there with it. <laughs> so you wouldn't... So, again, it was, it was all about tactical suicides, because you could always have... Right. You could always have plans and shit, but no one would ever... No one, everything was always limited at like this person's gonna go for self preservation. No one ever, yeah, 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 no one ever yeah, factored see. in suicide. Mm-hmm. And so, but not only that, this guy, 
Right, and it's five forty-five. I do. I got to wrap this up in like fifteen. Yeah, minutes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, do you need me to wrap it up? Oh, sooner? it's fifty. Dude, do, do yeah, so, uh, as like as soon as we can after this, probably. Yeah. Like one. Okay, we'll we'll go for like two minutes. Um, and it was like yeah, sounds good. But I remember I used to, and again, it was like twelve, thirteen. This was like pre like Iraq invasion. I remember another tactic we mm-hmm. had was we started to get crazy because instead of being, uh, I started. I was Mr. Happy. That was my name, all caps, Mr. Happy. I started recruiting other people into Happy's clan. And mm. then we'd also start to call ourselves Happy's children. <laughs> and yeah. You what, do well in Daisy. What they would do, <laughs> what they would do is I would then tell them, I'd be like, go join these other clans. And I'd be like, wait until mm. I give you yeah, like, and then I would email them on like Netscape or something as opposed to on the channel. Sure, sure, sure. And it was yeah. all about like clearing a path for this one team that had my best friends on it and i would be like okay i need you to go on a full suicide right now and they didn't care it was they were like i'll do it for the motherland i was like for happy's children and i just had these teams of people tactically killing themselves so my friend's team would advance and i remember i started to get really good at it i started to like manipulate whole like you know whole like yeah. groups of games and it was around that time i remember my mom coming because i'd spent like 12 hours a day for like a month on it i vaguely remember my mom coming and saying if you want to like kill you can go join the army otherwise like go outside <laughs> and that was the end that was the end of happy Your mom's like, stop role-playing a psychopath she's like stop role-playing <laughs> this stop trying to be the bilderberg group and like manipulate other yeah. sides she stop playing Dude, you would you so that was the Daisy so or like that was, Rust or I was like, gonna say. So that was the true death knell. It wasn't Happy's children. It was mm, it was an mom. outside it was an outside wild card. No one said Happy's oh. mom. <laughs> for, for all I knew, for Happy's all I knew, mom. I would love to find out one day that my mom was gaming, and she was like, "I'm gonna make a tactical move." <laughs> I found this. Your mom cell. was actually yeah. Your mom was actually like running this on the other and team, and she was like out of there because you were causing too much. She like backtracked. She, she like backtracked. Yeah. She like backtracked what she was hearing on the voice chat versus what she was yeah. hearing from my room, and she was like, "I think I found the cell. I found Happy's children." And then she's like, "Don't worry, I grounded him. He's outside now. Like the field is clean. Yeah, it's just a dirty, dirty game of warfare. Cut the head off a snake. Yup. Never saw it. Never saw it coming." Fuck. Uh, All right. Well, this has been a fantastic podcast, Rob. Thank you. I needed this today. Thank you very much, my friend. As always, I love you, Rob. You're always welcome on this podcast. And thank you for your stories. And um, 2021 is going to be good. 2021 is going to be good. It's going to be worse. (laughs) You know why it's going to be good? Because it can't get any worse. Yeah, basically. All right, brother. I'll see you, man. Later, buddy. Peace. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>